0: everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the MinMax Show, a place about games, friends, and getting better. Very honored that you're all here today. I'm Ben Hansen. Thank you for watching or listening to the show. I'm also joined by Leo Vader. It, it's Mario time. It is Mario time today, here, right now. We're sorry that the podcast is up a little bit later than usual, but we needed to make it happen for our dear savior, Mario. Also joined by Jeff Marquiafava. Mm. That's me. That's right. (laughs) You had a lot more energy during the reaction stream for the Mario trailer.
1: Well, now I'm doing the correct Mario voice. I see, I
0: see, yeah, we just learned it, yeah. Uh, We're also joined by Kyle Hilliard. Hey, it's me, Mario. Hey, forget about it. Mario time. Uh, All right, we're going to be talking about, believe it or not, the Mario, sorry, Super Mario Brothers movie trailer that Illumination just debuted. Let's get it very correct. A lot to unpack there. Hope you're all ready for that sucker. Uh, Then we'll be talking about the future of CD Projekt Red, uh, new Witcher games, Yes, please, says Leo. Uh, Then we're going to be talking about the Dead Space remake that just had its debut trailer. We'll be talking a little bit about Potion Permit, Jeff Marquiafava. Yes, yes Uh uh-huh we're gonna be talking about overwatch 2 for as long as we can possibly talk about overwatch 2 based on the launch of overwatch 2 Uh, then we're gonna be talking about rumbleverse um, Leo Vader actually hacked into my mainframe like some sort of gta 6 hacker and uh, typed in writers republics we'll be talking about that as well Uh, and then back half of the show we have some great questions that people submitted over on patreon if you support us at any tier over there on patreon you can submit a question for us to answer and we're excited to do it Uh, there's some really good ones there's not too many like deep thinkers for like questions, but there's a lot of really smart people that left really insightful comments or little thought experiments for the questions this week. So Kyle, I want you to like put your um big brain big brain hat on while we answer those questions later on in the show.
2: Oh, okay, I got to track it down. Okay.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. We literally just watched the reveal trailer for this freaking thing. Uh, mere minutes ago this is as fresh as it could possibly be I haven't even checked Twitter to see if everyone's burning the place down or lighting a candle in remembrance of the first time that we watched the world's greatest trailer Um, Kyle is is the biggest fan of animation amongst us and the person who's watched the most animated movies although I put myself as a strong second uh, hot take based on the reveal trailer for the long awaited Super Mario Brothers movie
2: I think it looks great yeah like visually like just i think i i've, I've seen a couple people because i glanced at twitter a little bit and some people don't like the mario design i think it looks awesome i think awesome. bowser looks awesome yeah i think they look true to the original characters but like have this like extra level of detail and then in sort of the the sort of the content of the trailer like i'm excited i think the movie looks like it could be fun it, like it just looks ad- adventurous they have the nice like you know long wide shot of the mushroom kingdom and stuff like yeah. that and I mean, there's a lot that I'm, like, putting into it because they really didn't show much, ultimately. You know, Bowser talked a little and and Mario talked a little and Toad talked a little, but, like, I'm excited.
0: I want to see this Yeah, I thought it was interesting for them to, like, open with the big Bowser kind of set piece or it's like, hey, here's probably just the opening of the movie, just a slice of that. So we're still going to be left with a lot of questions about... What exactly is going on with Mario? It's kind of his origin story for coming to the Mushroom Kingdom, or so it seems. But I didn't expect for them to open with that much Jack Black and that much Bowser. But the Bowser design, I do think, looks awesome. Like, all those close-ups, you can, like, see the pores in his skin and stuff. Like, it's it's definitely... It's unique. Um, the Mario design. Okay. Um, it leaked a little bit the day before. I don't know if you all saw that from uh, somebody online shared it from, like, I think it was a McDonald's ad or something like that. It's... I mean look, we're all going to die someday, so there's not uh, a, too much of a point for really diving in and getting too stressed out about it, but there is there is something off and I'm interested in like somebody doing a frame by frame breakdown or just like analysis of like here's how the dimensions of his face have changed cuz it's not quite uncanny valley Mario, but it's like it's like there's nine percent difference in his facial structure right his, it, it, he looks
2: like squished a little like someone took the n64 screen and just squeezed him just just a
0: little bit to I think. make him more human is that the overall ideal idea like,
2: yeah he doesn't really look very human to me
0: it's no, ain't no human i ever seen <laughs> uh Jeff, um, is the world's biggest italian what'd you think of this
1: uh i'm i'm thrown by world's biggest <laughs> italian wow <laughs> Uh it, you know, this feels like one of the this feels like a trap, Hansen. This feels like one of those situations yeah. where fans are gonna go into it with such higher expectations or like what they needed to see out of this than I was going into it with. Right. So I thought it looked fun. I thought I thought like the that setup with the penguins at the beginning yeah. was really cute. It seems like exactly what I want from, you know. This kind of children, you know, like family, 3D animated movie. Um, Little unsure about Pratt's voice acting, but it's not it's not going to hold me back from, you know, just enjoying this as like a movie that I stream one night. For yeah. probably free because it will be on some streaming no, thing. And you have a you have a kid now
2: who's going to be watching movies by the time this thing comes out, man. Yep. The thing's going to be looping. You are
1: screwed. Yeah, oh, dude. he's he's already doing that, but uh, it's yeah. I it it looked super fun. Yeah, I think like Toad is you know as annoying as Toad should be, but the voice acting was great. I like. It just looked like a bunch of goofy fun, and that's the level that I'm going into in terms of expectations, or what I would want to see out of this.
0: Jeff, um, this is a podcast, man.
1: I need you to come and just I'm so pissed yes. at how they have just... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. A sl- a, yeah. As, as a lifelong Nintendo yes, fan, yes, this yes, is yes. a slap in the face. Yes. And I'm gonna go burn down their headquarters for the crap that they just spewed into my eyes.
0: Yeah, okay. And then we're gonna make a clip from this and just gonna say, number one, world's greatest atrocity, new Mario trailer. Yes. Um, I think that's how it has to work. Disgusting. Yeah. The, the Chris Pratt voice, I mean, I don't think... <laughs> it's just every time they whispered anything about it, they basically... Every once in a while, somebody would ask Chris Pratt on some press tour about it. and be like, oh, I think it's going to be pretty good. It's a voice like you haven't heard before from Mario. And then every headline around the world was just screaming like, he says he's doing something that no one's ever heard. It's like, what'd you expect, people? It's a Chris Pratt with kind of a Mario tone, maybe a 9% Mario tone to it. I think instead of Mama Mia, my Mario is going to say Mommy Me, if that's cool. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want, Chris. Absolutely Eric, take it, it I away, said- man. Uh, Leo, what was your take on it? Um, Yeah, the accent's too subtle for me. It's very like it's more of a sassy accent than any like actual (laughs) region. It's just the tiniest (laughs) bit of a twist. Yeah, that's uh, to me cowardly. It's like you have Mario, (laughs) whose sole defining feature is he's Italian, and the (laughs) question trail when he gets his own movie is how does how do you build a character out of this? And it seems like the answer is. We make Chris Pratt Mario, and he's the Chris Pratt character, where he handsomely cracks wise about stuff, you know? But also, I was looking forward, was looking forward to this chance to really flesh out Mario as a character, and I'm worried that's not we're gonna get, what we're going to get. Yeah, because you want it just over the top. I mean, people would run out of the theaters if it was two hours of him going full Mario voice, full Charles Martinet, you know? Um, Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, they say Charles Martinet, the original voice actor, is going to be in the movie somewhere. In the poster we saw, there's like a shop that says antiques. Do you think it's going to be something where there's like an 8-bit Mario on the shelf or something, and then they like press a button and it has the Charles Martinet voice? That seems about right.
2: I think, no. I think this is going to be like a... Uh, a consistent world where they're not gonna like pretend there's some alternate version of it in the past that had less pixels. Well. Or uh, some obscure reason that doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, well the thing that I can't quite wrap my mind around is um, Mushroom? Kingdom? No, is is the idea of When It looks like it's Mario's origin story. Like, when he goes and lands there, he's like, well, what is this place? What's happening to me? What's a toad? But then Toad is like, let's go, Mario! He says something like that. So, obviously, there's stuff that they could have cut out of him introducing himself and all that stuff, but... It almost at least from the trailer made it seem like Toad knows Mario but Mario doesn't know what's going on here. It, maybe it's a it's classic be a chosen one narrative, I predict. I think so. I think so. But then why would his brother also be there? Maybe he was just like warped to a different spot because we see Luigi voiced by Charlie Day at the end like running to the castle. So he probably was dropped into like a haunted forest is that the take? He might come in looking for Mario after Mario disappears. Oh, Mario's missing so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So to speak. Uh, but- I just want to just to
2: put my stamp here I don't think it's going to be that and we'll revisit this in a few months I don't think he's Good. going to be like a
0: chosen one you don't think it's going to be a chosen one you don't think, think people he's are going, going to, to be a stranger him? in a strange land and then so Toad was just like hey what's your name and then they just cut out that scene for the trailer yeah I'm guessing they didn't show the whole scene Hanson all
1: right all right
0: well look that's why you're the animated <laughs> film the expert movie. yeah
1: Mario is going to be plunging some toilet somewhere, and yes. he's going to get sucked into it and shot out of a sewer pipe yep. into the Mushroom Kingdom. That's exactly it. And they're going to figure out that's where all our poop goes, and that's why there's mushrooms growing everywhere. And there's going to be this just going to get weirder and weirder.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, the part that I didn't brace for with this trailer, and by the way... Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that Sarah Podzorski isn't on this episode because she would have stormed out by now with how much we're talking about this movie because she's sick of it, but she's on vacation this week, everybody. Um, but the part that I didn't uh, brace for was like just the music and just having the Mario theme, like the light twinkle. like. It's I know it's overdone, but having the nostalgic light twinkly piano version and then just shift into the orchestral version of that for the end, it got me, Leo. It freaking got me. <laughs> Why wouldn't say overdone? I would say completely done one hundred percent saturation it's of the just market. the steak is just a lump of charcoal um at this point right.
2: well wait, wait, in what sense, Leo, like in video game movies, is that what you're saying, or just like?
0: In movie trailers in general, the twinkly piano version of the main theme. Oh, yeah, I okay, feel like yes. that is just, okay,
2: yes, absolutely. just yeah.
0: the Hollywood template you download off of movietrailer.com.
2: Right. Gotcha. Okay. I, I hope that they lean into it for the movie. Like, I feel like that's one of the things that, like, the, that's stupid that the Sonic movie doesn't do. It's like they have, like, this sort of typical generic movie orchestration. And right. Occasionally you hear a little bit of Sonic music. It's like, guys, just use the sonic music like the whole time. <laughs> there's, there's some obscure level with some music that will fit the emotions of this scene, I promise you, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brian Tyler, they said, is uh, the composer for this thing. Um, who, I remember he did some Call of Duty game a long time ago, but he's also done a lot of the Fast and Furious movies, stuff like that. Rambo 5, Last Blood, who can forget Brian Tyler's score for that? Um, but they said that he is working with Koji Kondo to implement some of those classic themes, the, the guiding hand of the Kondo Master. Um, Ooh, I think the end credits for this movie are going to be 10 out of 10. It, kind of in a Sonic or Poke Detective Pikachu kind of way. Like they'll, they know what they're doing, right? Save it for some huge orchestral take going through the history of Mario there.
2: Uh, I mean, just use the Mario Galaxy music. That's that's. He should just be dragging from one folder to the other and be like, "There, I've I've, I've done with the music. Use that
0: and <laughs> please enjoy it, please." Um. Yeah. What uh, What sort of game stuff did you learn from that trailer, Kyle? It, uh, Easter game eggs, stuff? all that
2: fun stuff. Oh, it, I I think it is gonna mostly look at Mario sixty four as a point of reference. Yeah. Well, just from the penguins, penguins and the star, and maybe that's all it is. I I would like to see it kind of like pull from everything, but I feel like that's Maybe the main, the main Mario that they'll be pulling from is sixty four.
0: Yeah. So the idea is it's going to be Bowser going around to different kingdoms collecting the stars, and then Mario has to stop him in some way. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that works. Um, April seventh, this thing's coming out. I'm very curious to hear what y'all think about it. Kyle, I know you're optimistic because of like the the pedigree of the folks that are actually directing it and writing it, which they didn't really touch on in this at yeah, all. Yeah, it's they talked about the.
2: Chris Melandondry, who I, I he like runs Illumination and Ram. is obviously has a creative hand in the in the films and stuff, but like, yeah, the directors are Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelenic, who are who do Teen Titans Go, which is like yeah. hilarious and perfect and great. And Teen Titans Go to the movie is go to the movies is like a fantastic, funny animated film, and that's the thing that actually, honestly, gets me the most optimistic. Is like, oh, those guys who have made some of the best most funny comedic animated television in the last like 10 years or directing this movie great let's go
0: yeah i'm totally with it oh, excuse yeah. me let's uh go thank you so much mm. um yeah well, he the, just uh, says
2: let's go oh he does yeah. okay <laughs>
0: um yeah the, that teen Titans go to the movie i've seen like maybe one episode of the show but i watched that movie and was very impressed i thought it, it was great and so you know the writer is matthew fogel who wrote minions rise of Gru seems to be his biggest claim to fame but you know what well, I no
2: you're 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 skipping past uh
0: big big mamas like father like son
2: from 2011
0: now i believe I he just has a story by credit with that is that uh, correct excuse me is <laughs> okay. that right okay. i don't know i just looked it up something like that yeah, uh, it looks like
2: he was also involved in involved in lego movie 2 which i think oh is, right which is good
0: yeah, yeah like on that story level yeah it's it's all right yeah it's like the third best lego movie i guess so that's that's something uh, all right. So April 7th, Super Mario Brothers movie is coming out. Um, we'll be running to the theater. Miyamoto begged us all. Uh, he said, I hope you'll get to a theater and cheer for Mario, <laughs> which is <laughs> very sweet. It's very sweet to see him excited for that type of thing. For that whole thing, you know, uh, It's
2: I just like, it's, I, it's funny. I feel like I'm the most hot on this, but like I just like the idea of like it being a fully animated film that takes place in the Mushroom Kingdom. I mean, maybe there will be Mario getting pulled from the real world and thrown yeah, in there. Yeah, which yeah, kind of Like man, but like Sonic is like, I, I just wa- wish the Sonic movie was like just make a big budget Sonic movie that takes place on you know whatever world he lives in. I we don't need to be hanging out with like the real world with sonic like i just want to see his life you know
0: that still is a surprise to me is like how much people defend the sonic movies i haven't seen the second one i enjoyed the first one i thought it was fine but at the same time it's like sonic fans are defending this in a huge way because it's kind of funny but it's like it's still just him hanging out with like a cop in our world like this is what you wanted from a sonic movie i've I've watched both and i'm happy to say i don't understand why people (laughs)
2: defend them. i don't like either of those movies (laughs)
1: You guys are confused at Sonic fans defending something that has All Sonic right, in it. Is right, that, right. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, uh,
0: Bear Commando, by the way, submitted a question over there on Patreon. They say, will Nintendo make a Mario game based specifically on the Illumination movie? Kind of a uh, Street Fighter, the movie, the game situation, I guess. I, I, I don't think so. No. I, and I, I hope it doesn't even change the design of Mario moving forward for the games. I, I don't think it will. I think yeah. Mario Rabbids 2 will have themed DLC. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I was thinking about that because some people are like, well, there's no Mario game to come out around this time. But it's like, well, Mario and Rabbids is coming out very soon here in October, and that's going to, I think, capture some of the buzz. And, you know, they'll probably put it on a $3 sale the time the movie comes out or something. So that might have that ground covered.
2: I don't think there's a world where it would happen, but it would be super fun if they added something to Odyssey.
0: Of like, mm, yeah,
2: just to kind of give you an excuse to go back to that game for uh, an hour or two, like, oh, like the cyberpunk stuff
0: recently with Edge Runners, like, which sounds like a know. stretch, but I mean, man, they added Mario Kart 8 DLC after like 14 years, or whatever the hell that was, so you never w- know. What if they add a new voice pack that lets you switch to the Chris Pratt Mario voice and play the game like that? <laughs> the I internet would, that. would politely nod and move on with their lives. That's all we. Know <laughs> and then we would sure. get an
2: email that said it sold absurdly well
0: (laughs) (laughs) yep that's it um do you remember kyle i forget if you were there when we did the um yeah you must have been we did the new super mario brothers U cover story at game informer and i remember tim turry and dan record they asked miyamoto and i forget who else uh was in the interview um about like the design of mario i'm like what is it gonna is he gonna look better in this like what do you do moving forward with mario and i think they had some line about like we can't improve the look of Mario anymore. He's basically perfected. He will not be changing. (laughs) was kind of the tone back then, which is such an interesting take. Um, Like, yeah, he's moving into HD, but we already perfected it, so it's done. So it's even weird to see this version of him where it's just like, eh, yeah, 9% more human. It's just such an odd, subtle evolution of that guy. The question is, is he going to be the size of the other humans at the start before he goes to Mushroom Kingdom? My dream is he's walking around in video footage he's oh. the only animated character and then he goes to this world and it's like this is where i belong right oh. that that would be interesting i mean it is confusing when you factor in oh kyle what uh, new dong city and it's like is he going to be warping in from that area is that his mm. home world and that's where donkey oh. kong lives then I think it would have come up in Odyssey if he's like, oh, this is where I came from. <laughs> this is where I grew up. Did you New not Back- collect all the moon bits? Because if you do, he looks at the camera and he says, by the way, this is where I came from. It's a pivotal scene. Yeah, what, is New Donk kind of considered like an alternate universe or something? How, yeah, I don't I don't know how they approach that exactly. Uh, that's not clear. He <laughs> does have a New Donk accent. That is true. It's true. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, City Project Red. You know them, developers of Witcher, Cyberpunk. They had a, an investor call recently, which we all were were glued to to find more about uh, everything coming up in the future. And they kind of pulled a, um, remember when Marvel recently was just like, I don't know, here's Phase 6, here's everything Marvel, please enjoy everybody. It seems like CD Projekt Red did that equivalent, because on that investor call, they're like, by the way, here's six new games. Bam, don't ask us anymore about what we're working on. It's kind of a Todd Howard calling your shot, you know, We're working on Fallout 5 in the year 2034 and whatnot. Um, Did you catch that, Uh, Leo or Jeff? Anything uh, took your fancy from that batch? My big takeaway, the thing that was most interesting, was they announced three Witcher games, right? Yeah. It's like a trilogy that's going to be coming out every two years after the first one comes out. Right. And trust us, we really believe we can do it. We really have a plan for it. And we're using Unreal Engine 5 now. Right. So it's going to be more reliable and we can do things like multiplayer, which is going to be a part of our games going forward. Yeah. I'm, yeah. it was interesting to hear them say like, oh, we're using multiplayer in our games coming up, but it's only to enhance the single player. They had some way of phrasing it like that where it's like, okay, we'll see how that goes exactly. But yeah, maybe that was the most ambitious thing that they announced is, yeah, we're making a new Witcher game which they teased a while ago but the fact this is going to be a trilogy and all of them are happening within six years. And we're feeling confident. I'm going to go out on a limb. I want to be Mr. Pestimist- Pessimistic over here. I don't think they're going to do it in six years. Um, but they also announced a lot of other new stuff. Like they announced that um, they are starting a new studio near boston or in boston which is going to be right next to molasses flood which is a studio that made flame in the flood and drake hollow um, and they, that team is also working on a separate witcher game which they describe as a multiplayer game um, but then City project red is starting a new studio in boston next to that and then that combined with the studio in vancouver is going to be called uh, City project red north america So that's how they're hoping to actually ramp up on all these things. Including with that, then, they say that um, CG Project Red North America is going to be working on the Cyberpunk 2077 sequel, which, quote, will prove the full power and potential of the Cyberpunk universe. Uh, And then they also have that Cyberpunk expansion coming in 2023, the Phantom Liberty and whatnot. But, yeah, the... um, That that
2: was weirdly, like, the the big surprise to me is that they were opening a studio in America because I just think of them as such a, like, dedicated... Polish Polish company, you know, um, to have sort of a team in America is surprising. But
0: well, I think it's interesting to think of like, well, they need development help. They want to ramp up. They have all these games they want to tackle. Um, And so then they're trying to open up new studios, presumably where the talent is. And that's why it's interesting to go to Boston. I feel like Boston's kind of been, if you're a real geek for this stuff, kind of been waning on the game development scene over the last 10 years or so. Um, but I guess maybe there's plenty of folks there that want to go to that studio. And then Vancouver, it's like, all right, there's plenty of talent there. That's where, you know, Gears is made. EA has their studio up there and whatnot. Um, But it's just, I guess I'm just used to everyone being like, I don't know, Montreal, let's go to Montreal. That's where all these developers are swirling around. But um, they also announced that uh, they're making a new IP, completely new for the first time, not based on anything. Like, it's weird to think of Witcher and Cyberpunk as obviously being based on stuff. But um, codenamed Hadar, Hadar for this new IP. How do you spell it? H-A-D-A-R is that angle. All right. Um, Leo, do you think with um, Molasses Flood making that other separate Witcher game that's multiplayer focused, like their last game was kind of a co-op survival thing. Do you think that's where they're going with this? Is to make like a survival Witcher game that's co-op? Yeah, this wasn't one where they said it's going to remain story-rich, right? That was their defense for some of the multiplayer mechanics, but this isn't I think this they said, is going to be fully multiplayer. They said you can play it single-player, I think, uh, for whatever this is. But yeah, it seems like more of a multiplayer focus than maybe the other ones even. I, yeah, I guess I could see a survival-y thing. I think it would work. I don't play too much Witcher, but it seems like a world that people want to hang out in and do their own thing in. Yeah, try and survive in and just drink some water in and all that fun stuff.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it seems like they're just... Uh, they have a wide net in terms of just doing anything that they can, which are related. And I mean, when you look at their, like what they have done previously, Gwent is super popular. You know, if they can make, if they can spin off a card game, mini game into something that a ton of people like and enjoy playing, then I guess why not team up with other studios and continue trying to ex- expand the brand even farther. But
0: yeah, it, I mean, it's definitely a bold strategy after the, I know we all love it, but I'm a bit of a historian and I might say that Cyberpunk had a bit of a rocky launch. Um, and so after that super rough launch, the idea of like, and now we're going to bite off even more than we can chew. Look mm. at all these games and we're going to make them fast, faster than you can imagine. And I understand ramping up as a way to try and counteract that. But I don't know. It's like they could have gone this way or they could have gone the other way of like, all right, run Unreal Engine 5 at this point. We're going slow and steady. The next game is going to be the most rock solid MFN game you've ever played in your lives. Uh, but they also announced that in addition to all this stuff, they're also making a separate story driven Witcher open world RPG called Project Canis Majoris. So, I mean, that's technically they announced six Witcher games. We well, you know five Witcher games in this presentation, which is just disappointing. Too few. Too few, you think? Yeah, um, yeah. So, the thing that's interesting is they say this is an open world RPG and it's worked on by former Witcher developers, but it's going to be an externally developed game kind of like this Molasses Flood thing. And so a while ago, like the director of Witcher 3, uh, Conrad, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his last name, and a bunch of other folks left to form a new studio called Rebel Wolves. And they said they were working on an open world dark fantasy RPG. So I wonder if it's them? I mean, I'd be surprised if they would want to keep working in Witcher from an external studio standpoint. But then again, I mean, one announcement is pointing one way and the other announcement is pointing that same direction so it's possible that the director of Witcher 3 will be working on this from an external production standpoint but
1: yeah, even if it's not them it is a weird idea of like well these people spun off out of our company but now they're still going to be making another game for us with the same IP
0: right Right. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if it will be them. That's a, weird, that's a
1: weird relationship. It.
0: And why not announce it? If you like, why they already announced their studio? So maybe it's not going to be them. But that's it. That's some production in the weeds type stuff. Hope you're all having a fun time listening to this or watching this. Uh, yes, but that was mostly for the investors. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a live episode. Uh, Dead space, everybody. Now we're gonna have a little bit of fun. Buckle up. Turn the lights off. Here we go. Uh, They announced, or they didn't announce, they revealed the first trailer for the Dead Space remake from EA Motive. Um, Kyle, as somebody who just took the deepest dive into the original Dead Space not too long ago, which you can still find on our YouTube channel or bonus podcast feed, what did you think of this official reveal instead of the kind of work-in-progress stuff they've been showing so far?
2: I mean, it looks great. I I haven't really been watching the work-in-progress stuff that much. Like, I'm not that interested in the development of the dead space remake i just yeah. want to see it and play it like i don't mean that in a dismissive way i like that they're being transparent and they're sharing that stuff but just on a personal level i just i'm just kind of in that mode of like well i just want to see it when it's done mm-hmm. you know um and it it looks it looks great i mean it looks the visuals look great and there's also like it's very clear that isaac's gonna talk which i think that was like a known thing right they had, they announced that because have that. the voice actor yeah.
0: from two and three that's gonna be going back but i didn't expect in like the first big trailer to make that so clear like he's regular yeah. Chatty Cathy in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I was
2: wondering if I would, f- I would feel the same way I felt about the Last of Us remake, where I was like, I understand why this exists. I even played the Last of Us remake a little bit, and yeah. I just, I don't think I'm, I'll finish it. But I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know. I but this one, like, I, I really am excited to replay it, even though I kind of played it. Recently, I, I <laughs> you definitely I, did for the Divas Dive. You played the hell yeah, out of it. Yeah. I, I don't know I don't know why this is different from Last of Us. I guess cuz Last of Us had a PlayStation 4 port and it worked on PS5 and there's like all that stuff. But um Also, maybe I just feel... haven't I haven't exi- I haven't been in that world in a long time. And I guess I had been in the world somewhat recently of Last of Us. Not to just keep comparing the two. They're very different games, but um I'm I'm excited
0: to play it. I, I I'll play it day 1. Well, I think it's a better clear you know, visualization of the upgrade for the generations when your main character is nothing but metal, and the lighting just looks incredible coming off them. I mean, it's like it's like how yeah. every ship and droid in Star Wars just looks amazing. Then every time they do a CG person, it's like, Ooh, you know. Yeah. So I think just like seeing the lighting on Isaac Clark's suit here is just like, oh, that looks so it- damn good. <laughs>
2: I think it's also just even subtly without like watching all of their developer diaries and things. Like I know that they're making changes, Mm -hmm. which is makes it so much more exciting. The fact that Isaac talks is like, oh, what's that script going to look like? That changes it in a big way. So that makes it more exciting.
0: This (laughs) This, this is a great time. I'm making memories. Leo, remember we did that whole video where it's just you adding new voice lines to Isaac Clark in Dead Space? That's right. That was a good time. Continues to be relevant. That's right. They watched that and just took notes. Yep. I I hope so. Um, But yeah, so Iyemoto's going to finish this up and then they're working on an Iron Man game, which I think we talked about before on the podcast, but it's still weird to go from a very somber Iron Man to an ecstatic (laughs) Iron Man? I don't know. Uh, But January 27th for that Dead Space remake. Um, I'm I'm so curious to see this game coming out so close to Callisto Protocol because they say they're still hitting December for Callisto Protocol. And I feel like that game was on a fast track of hype and then uh, Glenn Schofield's tweet where he's like, we're crunching our asses off and loving it. And then the entire <laughs> industry is like, boo, we don't like the protocol anymore. It's bad. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious to see how that lands and then how this compares to it. To have these a month apart is, is just bizarre. Uh, Jeff, on which do you think is going to be received better?
1: Oh, that's, that's a great question. Pick your poison. Uh-huh. Um, I'll say... Callisto Protocol.
0: Wow, I, with that much confidence, <laughs> unbelievable. With that
1: much confidence,
2: I mean, I think it's yeah. going to be Dead Space just because people already like Dead Space. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah, already like but I love
1: but one, I feel you know. like there's going to be some kind of controversy around it. EA related controversy. They if, change like, something. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean to be cl- to be fair though, like if you put both in front of me, I'm going to go Callisto Protocol just because it's a wholly new thing. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Jeff, I'm, you've been. Um, Really busy playing this game Potion Permit. Potion Permit. Potion Permit. I have been playing that. To yes. be to be fair, you said you were playing it, and I, I I in my mind I was imagining like some little cute Steam game where it's like, mix the potions together. You're kind of like a potion sim. I think there's like some oh, witchcraft sure. thing. I forget what the name of that was where it's like brew it up, measure the ingredients. Um and then yeah. I looked at a trailer and was like, Oh, this is just Stardew Valley. This looks great. This and is, correct me this if is, I'm wrong, you searched Potion Pervert, and this came up, and that's how you found it.
1: Yes, obviously. <laughs> um, and, and at first I was like, hey, what is this? This isn't doing it for me, but then really? I started playing more of it and it, it won me over. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, what, is, yeah, what is this? Yeah, it's it's uh in the vein of Stardew Valley games. You shouldn't go into it with Stardew Valley expectations because it's not I mean, Stardew Valley is the best type of those games that exists you can just still. say best game yeah yeah um but it it does enough that's different that I've been that it has kind of hooked me in a different way there's no there's no farming um what? But you like the main the main core of it is that you're a chemist that has moved into this town and so people come to you with different ailments that you have to diagnose and then you brew potions for them which will which is kind of like a every ingredient is basically has a polyomino shape to it, you know, like little Tetris pieces. And then whatever potion they need has kind of a grid outline that you have to fill in. So you have to... It's kind of a two-part process where you have to go out and forage all of the different ingredients and then you put them together in the potion to solve them. It's... I mean, that that aspect of it is pretty simple. That puzzle is... I find it engaging it's it's not like it's not going to blow your mind yeah. but they've done they've done a good job just kind of creating this you know little quaint town much like every other one of these games but the characters are interesting and they just kind of continually come to you with kind of new mysh- mysteries that always invariably need some kind of potion to <laughs> you know clean up and then you continue on and it's it's just it is I, I, again, I think if you go in with the right expectations and you're not, you know, like trying to blast through this game or min-max, you know, how you're playing it, because people have been complaining uh, a little that it's, it's very grindy, but Mm. if you're, if you're just not like trying to do 10 different missions at one time and just kind of playing it as a cute little Sim Town game, then it's, it's been a lot of fun for me.
0: Right on. Potion Permit. Are you in the mood for one of these games, Leo? Yeah, I love a little specific job sim like that. I am curious, is it your grandpa's potion shop you inherited? Please.
1: please. Uh no. No, it's it's a uh it is it is like a worn down shack that you're going to upgrade, but you're you're coming in from the city because the chemists have not actually been allowed in this town for a long time because there's some kind of mystery, mysterious underpinnings that have turned the entire town against the big city chemists and you have to win them over with friendship and chemicals.
0: Well, we're rooting for you, Jeff. I'm just like Miyamoto's rooting from the audience for Mario and cheering. We're cheering for you in Potion Permit. Uh, Yeah, that game's out on Steam, Playstations, Xboxes, Nintendo Switches, everything you could imagine. Um, All right. What what do we do here? Do we we talk about Overwatch 2? Should
1: we... I, it's such I, an odd one, because we have should not... Should we have figured this out before the episode? Well, I think it's,
0: <laughs> it's a fascinating week for video games, and a large of that large reason for that is Overwatch 2's rough, rough, rough launch here, where I've tried to play it several times, and I've been put in a queue of hundreds of people in front of me, and they got DDoSed, attacked, um, so things are, are down, but some people are occasionally getting to play sometimes... So have, you, any, have you played any matches? I've not played one match okay. yet. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I can't believe that the queue
2: even prevents you from going to the start screen. Like I waited around right. for a long time and then I had to do, I had to do some training because I guess I didn't transfer over my Overwatch one stuff, which I didn't have a ton of. I don't Did you have to do training as well or
0: not even get to that point?
2: Oh wow! Okay, yeah, like it. Yeah, it was weird. I, I, it took forever, and then I had to do some training before I could even play a match, and then at that point, I, I couldn't get into a match. Um, so that's like, I don't really have much to offer. Oof. Other, other than being really surprised that the, uh, um, Winston cutscene starts up when you start the game. Uh, I didn't even see Over- that. Yeah, that started up for me. I was like, they're still showing this.
0: This like they don't have something new to put here. Like- Wait, it was literally the, the opening cutscene for Overwatch One. Yeah,
2: yeah, it played it for me uh, when I started up wow. Overwatch 2. Which, well, that's uh, again, maybe it's because it was treating me as a new save. Like, maybe it doesn't show up for everybody, but like, I was like yeah. flabbergasted. I was like, wait, I, I-, I could not believe how. Much of it's just a step to Overwatch two from one. I I thought it would have more of its own identity, at least in like the start screen, even if it's not in the gameplay.
0: Uh, I mean, mm. maybe
2: that'll be timed
0: with the PVE stuff when the story actually gets progressed a little bit. Yeah, versus it's still kind of where it was when Overwatch one came out. Right, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. So it's a bizarre launch week. They are tying the game to you have to put in your phone number. And then they had requirements for a prepaid phone wouldn't work. And they've dialed that back and gone back on that because they got so much blowback. It is Sounds just, good. I mean, Diablo 3 was a rough launch. World of Warcraft was a rough launch. A lot of Blizzard games come out to a rough state. But this is, this is pretty bad. Uh, and, you know, maybe years from now, we'll look back on it. And this will be a hugely successful game now that it's free to play, which is obviously the big headline. Um, but, woof, rough way out of the gate. I mean-
2: I wonder if that, to a certain degree, is like, at least for Blizzard, like, a, a good sign, right? I mean, have they ever really released a truly free-to-play game like this? Like, was uh, Hearthstone? Heroes of the Storm
0: and, yeah, Hearthstone. Okay. And then StarCraft Two was kind of sort of eventually worked in that direction, yeah. But
2: but this feels more like, you know, this is a free-to-play... Oh, hey, Overwatch 2 is out, and you'll need to pay for it. Come play it now. Yeah. and then And then I think... It's you know maybe part of the reason other than the DDoS attacks is they're just getting really overwhelmed.
0: You know, I think it's, largely it's a lot DDoS of people attack. wanting to play. I mean, that's a very charitable look on it, but who honestly? Knows?
2: Yeah, I mean no. it, it. doesn't it doesn't change that the consumer can't play and that sucks.
0: <laughs> you know, Leo, you got a lot of like cool online buddies and stuff, and you like playing shooters. Uh, what do you think the odds are that within the next two weeks, your buddies would be like, hey, let's try out Overwatch 2? Do you think that a couple of them are already playing it? Oh, okay, there we go. But I don't think I will, and I'll tell you why right now. You can see I'm wearing, of course, my iconic hoodie I got back in the game in former days. Who's on it? None other than the silhouette of Zarya. What will always be Zarya, in my mind. Her with her short hair silhouette. That's and Overwatch right. we watch too. She's got a ponytail now. Oh, are you oh. kidding me? I, I could tolerate every other horrible thing you did, Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> but this was too far.
1: All I gotta right. draw the line.
0: Yeah, we we'll, we'll burn the
1: headquarters yeah. down, yeah. Leo. All right. We'll talk I about Overwatch 2
0: at some point in the future, I'm sure. Um, there's a lot of tiny details we could dive into for how it's changed and all that stuff. But, Leah, it's not time for Overwatch 2 because you're too busy with this free-to-play game known as Rumbleverse. All right, this is a game that we played for better together on the stream last month, and you're like, "Yeah, sure, I'll try it." And then the the whiffs I've had from you throughout the last month are that. Um, oh, that was really delayed. That's fine. Um, it's that Kyle or Leo, you just haven't left your chair or put on deodorant because you've been too busy playing Rumbleverse. Absolutely correct, Hanson. Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, this is the melee-focused battle royale that with like a wrestling theme from Iron Galaxy that came out a little while ago. Yes. I think we all have a little Battle Royale fatigue. That's right. Another free-to-play Battle Royale enters the fray. It's uh, immediately annoying, and then it has to recover from that kind of initial uh, reaction. But I think the lesson from this, from Iron Galaxy, and from Apex, from uh, Respawn, is like when a really good developer drops one, you should probably pay attention to that. And I feel like I picked up from the subreddit for this game that Iron Galaxy has been notoriously great at keeping... Their live games patched well, like Killer mm. Instinct. People, there's always this band of people in the subreddit. They're like, when people are complaining, they say, trust me, Iron Galaxy kept Killer Instinct in a great place for so long. And then, sure enough, there was like the mid season update that, like, they clearly know what they're doing around the experiences people are actually having. We haven't even talked about the games like yet, but I'm just saying all no, that stuff is really encouraging for this as a as a Battle Royale. I think it's really fascinating. Just like, how do you message that as a studio? Like that angle of, trust us, we know Living Games, which I feel like is in the masthead of every game developer right now. And most of them, they can't pull it off because it's a lot tougher than anybody could possibly imagine. But that's really sweet that the community is kind of going to bat for them and be like, no, 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 Dive Kick was good for a long time, guys. Trust us yes and you know what this game got a dive kick ability they really the exact dive kick from dive kick (laughs) that's amazing that's fun yeah so what is it i mean your buddies are playing it too um i've taught it to like five different friends over the past few weeks we've always had a great time uh it is yeah a fighting game mixed with a battle royale it's 3d but it's a lot of uh what is satisfying about a fighting game? You know, punishing people, reading people, and reacting on time, knowing what counters what. Like, those kinds of satisfying fights just happening in the middle of this cool city. And it everything you do interacts really well with every surface. You're, like, bouncing people off of cars for extra damage. You're elbow-dropping off the top of a building because it does way more damage than elbow-dropping from the ground. You're chaining moves into other moves to hit somebody into a wall and then jump, grab them off the wall, do a different move there. It's like every surface of the world matters for this little rock, paper, scissors, like fighting game you're doing. And it is so satisfying. So it feels new enough, feels fresh enough. It feels very fresh. It's taking guns out of a battle royale. It's like creating such a challenge for yourself of what's the gameplay going to be. And it ends up being so fresh and unique. And I just find myself like watching fights on the subreddit, on YouTube, and stuff, because it's just fascinating to watch the different ways they can play out. I love that. Yeah, it's out on uh, Epic Game Store because um, I think Epic funded it, um, and then also mm-hmm. on PlayStation and Microsoft. But and it's free to play, right? It's free to play, singles and duos. Mm-hmm. And I bought the damn Battle Pass. Yeah, there's no shame in that, man. You're doing fine. Rumbleverse, name of that thing. I mean, do you think um, we're talking top three of the year territory for you? Possibly. Wow. Easily top ten but yeah. Hey, speaking of top 10 for you for end of the year type stuff, um, I really enjoyed listening to your max spoilers on immortality with Jacob Keller. It's up on our YouTube channel or in the bonus podcast feed. If you're a Patreon supporter, if you want to check that out, because um, I think everybody who's finished immortality and no spoilers here. If everybody who's finished immortality is like, I, I need to listen to people unpack that. Um, and Leo, I was flabbergasted because I was listening to it and I wrapped it up that day I put 10 hours into Immortality before finishing it and having credits actually roll, and then listening to you two talk about it, I was like, what what was I even doing? I had no firm of reference for any of this stuff. And without spoilers, I was like, well, I think it's because I missed a mechanic. I missed half the mechanics, if you catch my drift. And then in the discussion, you said Even that you also Yeah, you said that you also missed half the mechanics, more or less. So like this feature. And I was like, What? All right, if Leo's able to pick all this up going off the same information I was, then I am officially stupid when it comes to games. Help me. <laughs> Help me, Leo. Record. I, I like that you put a
2: little bit of silence after saying that so people can pull it out as like an audio clip.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I need to talk with you more at some point to figure out the nuance of where we differed on this, for sure. But I think I missed so much. And I still loved it, and that's something that's awesome about Immortality. Yeah, I definitely, I want to play it again, because I really, it is the game, maybe more than any other this year, that's, like, really stuck with me. I mean, it's too much to say haunted me, but, you know, I played, like, half of it and then went on a trip. and just spent the entire weekend being like, what? What was going on in that game? And this is the one, if you don't remember, we talked about it a while ago, where it's uh, Sam Barlow joined, creator of Her Story. Um, He was on the podcast talking about the origins of the game years ago. Um, But it's a game where it's an FMV game where you're scrubbing through footage from three films to try and figure out what happened in this world and to this actor in particular. And there's a lot of behind the scenes footage in there as well, and you're jumping between the footage, but it's really brilliantly put together. And the story is so much bigger and weirder than I ever could have imagined. Um, So yeah, I'm still processing it, Leo. Do you feel like you got a good handle on what was going on at this point? A pretty good handle, and I know when I dig back in more, I'll get an even better handle, but still not get a complete handle, and that's something I love about it. Yeah. I, tr- I truly think that game is phenomenal, just because I haven't said it on the podcast yet. Like, yeah. I recommend that to anybody who likes horror at all, and, even the littlest bit. And that and, and I so cool. don't really like horror, but I still really enjoyed it, you know? Um, Jeff and Mercado, did you, did you start Immortality? I'm trying to remember. I haven't, no, but Leo's selling me on it. You should at least try it. You should definitely It'll come try it. up at the end of the year, for sure. Yep, yep, definitely. It's on Game Pass, right? Maybe yeah, I should check mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Uh, also on PC. Um, all right, Riders Republic, Leo. Wow, right. us, dude. This is it. This is your corner. Floris. <laughs> Welcome back to Leo's Cool Corner, where I talk about all the cool stuff that I'm into. <laughs> Riders Republic, still good. The BMX update is what I'm here to talk about today, which is maybe a month old now. But I... I didn't have super high hopes for it because it is so ambitious. It's this whole new sport that's got to play completely differently from what they had, which was just kind of downhill biking. And, you know, tricks off of ramps, but not grinds and not quarter pipes. It was it's like this whole new trick set, right, for this whole new uh, sport. And they nailed it, not just the feel of the BMX, but this giant new area that's built for BMXing, you know, it wouldn't quite fit into the world they had built. So they took this part of the desert and made this like giant web of skate parks to BMX around. That's ridiculous. And it's just a joy. It just every sport <laughs> in the game feels so good. And this one is like feels so good in a whole new way, in a way that's so impressive that they pulled off and are still able to do there were reports going around a while ago that they were shutting down Riders Republic, and then Ubisoft had to be like, "No, no, no, we have no plans." Oh wait, am I thinking of Roller I think Champions? There was roller champions. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I definitely yeah, put them in the same game. camp. Um, <laughs> is and they made Raiders of Republic free now, or is it free trial? There was some announcement recently about it going free, wasn't it? I didn't see anything about that. Oh, it's free for an entire week, free to play until September twelfth. I guess so. Sorry, everybody, oh, you yeah, missed it. Yeah, they
2: do that kind of stuff all the time for Yeah.
0: Please try it. Um, so still, still great, Riders Republic still great if there's new mass races are they the best ones they've ever had that are kind of GTA Online style like ramps built out into the air for you know yeah these like hyper realistic speed racer type mass races you know with 60 other people Weird. I, I, more people would love that game if they tried it that's, a, that's just a fact there we go everybody <laughs> Rangers Republic please try it please put a smile on Leo's face because he needs it he needs it I just want it to live long enough for them to add skateboarding. (laughs) They're adding a snow skate this season. Really? Which is like a skateboard for the snow, but it kick flips. Those animations are in there. It would work in the skate parks. They added for the BMX update. Please just get it over that finish line. You know they're tinkering. They're tinkering with it. Of course they're tinkering. And (sighs) skateboarding plus longboarding down the same bike race path. Oh, come on. you You call this a Republic? (laughs) <laughs> I don't uh, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> also, they announced, EA announced Need for Speed Unbound is coming December 12th. I'm sorry, December 2nd, everybody. So, Jeff, um, please look alive and get ready for Need for Speed Unbound the new, new Need for Speed game. I'm ready. Did you watch the trailer for it at all?
1: I saw the trailer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta at least, like, at least they're going for, like, a unique I, art it, style. It and everyone's going,
1: It looks more... <laughs> More character driven and driven. Uh, and yeah, it has kind of a, um, a little bit of a cell shading. <sighs> well, people were style. saying
0: anime, but it feels more into the Spider Verse, I think, than like. Or just-
2: Automodalista.
0: Or Remember everybody's favorite modelista That's right. Um, all right, Jeff, I'm so look forward to your review on December 2nd for Need for Speed Unbound. Hey, we're, we're rooting for you, Need for Speed. We're rooting for you, but it's I tough to. Yeah, get... the new art style looked cool. Hey, there we go. All right. There's something nice. ASAP Rocky's <laughs> Italian accent was a little thick. <laughs> uh, hey, Kyle, do you know how this whole thing operates here?
2: Well, hold on, I just want to real quick throw oh, yeah. out um I finished the Splatoon 3 oh, yeah, campaign yeah, yeah. recently. And uh I, I would put that up there with like Kirby and the Forgotten Land just insane ending that I hope people really? see to its conclusion. Mm. like really amazing and fantastic and like made me laugh out loud and I was like I wish the whole like game had been like this last hour hour and a half or so oh. it's it's really great and if you don't it's one of those things where it's like if you're not going to play the single-player campaign of Splatoon go yeah. go watch the ending go see what the ending's about because it's fun and crazy
0: moment of the year um
2: I mean, yeah, like for me in terms
0: of just the like surprise mm-hmm. so far. A lot of a you know, lot of yeah, I would
2: definitely bring it up for that discussion.
0: Okay. Cool. He backed into it. He started soft and then he got a little bit stronger
1: there. Um, <laughs> I mostly but,
0: want to hear it explained to me by Kyle at some point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: How, and how that's the old guy in the sewer, Kyle? That's yes. like the story story part? I mean, he's a big part
2: of it and and he also has a few moments where it, that I was laughing out loud at that I thought was very funny.
0: We um we got a team together. The greatest team of all time to play for better together. Um, this month, uh, you can check it out on our YouTube channel where it is. Uh, Jeffem um, and Janet, who's actually very good at Splatoon, and then uh, Charles McGregor, developer of Hyperdot, who's also very good at Splatoon. Um, and it was fun to actually have a full team in there, like talking. It's it's what I've wanted from Splatoon three since it launched. It's like I want to take this multiplayer seriously, and if you like in that stream, even though I wasn't pulling my weight, I, I felt like we were taking it seriously, which is all I really wanted, right? But it cracked me up because Jeffem. Um, Got the game that day, had never played any other Splatoon game, and then was just thrown in the deep end. And I think, like, that game makes me laugh because it's just so stylish and so silly and so absurd in terms of a game world. And, like, Jeff, I don't know if it's just your straight man face or something about it, but, like, the idea of you being thrown into that world and not having any questions about what is happening is the silliest idea to me.
1: Well, like I said, Hanson, I played for, like, two hours before we started the stream. Okay. And I, I feel like I worked through all of my internal questions about what the heck was going on. So by the
0: time we started that stream, you're like, the soundtrack's completely normal. This world's completely normal. I like yep. paint. I understand it all.
1: I've, I've
2: lived in this world every day. <laughs> Are they squids or kids? It's not really, it's a rhetorical question. I understand this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a good time with it, Jeff? I think you're going to keep playing
1: Splatoon 3? I did. Uh, yeah, I could see it. Eh, you happy. know, if, if that, if that, if our session together had been my first session, then I would have been like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Having played some solo before that and gotten wrecked, I'm a little iffier on it. But then I, I unlocked that aerospray and I was kicking butt with that thing. That is true. And it got much more fun. Real so MVP. Maybe I'll keep going. Yeah, check out that campaign, see how it goes.
0: Uh, hey, Kyle, do you know how this whole thing operates? No. Let me tell you, it's a site. So if you go to your computer or your phone and you go to the browser thing, don't just look at like your tabs, your favorites, however you frame it. I'm on website.com. I'm not seeing it. Oh, that's interesting. Do you see, like, the white bar above? Try internet.org, Leo. Try internet.org. Okay, cracking in. <laughs> uh, better yet, try <laughs> patreon.com slash minmax with two N's, everybody. Go there. You can find a benefit that works for you. There's a lot of fun stuff. A lot of satisfied customers. A lot of satisfied customers. Uh, check it out. Find a tier that works for you and help support independent games media at the same time. We would certainly appreciate it. And thank you to some of our biggest supporters, people like Leader Games. Jeff, you know these wonderful folks, don't you? I know of them, That's yes. right! It happened! Uh, Leo has had his hand up for like a Leo has five a question! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I was ready to plug uh, Leader Games. Yes, yes, Leo? Internet.org <laughs> redirects to Facebook meta th- connectivity. Something about <laughs> bringing the it. metaverse no. to life on Facebook.com. That's Hang on. internet.org. I'm confused. Is the metaverse, <laughs> is it alive now? Or does it need help, like clapping like a fairy, like we need to bring it to life? We don't believe in it, so it's, yeah. Okay, all right, great. Hey, everybody, Leader Games has Ahoy, their new game. These are the tabletop designers who created Root, one of the most beloved tabletop games of all time. Is that fair to say, Jeff? Yeah, it's definitely up there. Yeah, and so this is their new game, which has the appeal of Root, where the whole idea with Root is it has an asymmetrical experience, right? Everybody's coming from a different angle, and that is the idea with Ahoy, and it's two to four players, and the cool thing about Ahoy, you know, we played it a couple weeks ago and had a good time with it, Uh, but the cool thing is, like, okay, there's two players, you know, it scales from two to four, so you start with two players that are, like, playing this version of the game where they're trying to, you know, own territory and stuff like that, and then as you add a third and a fourth player, they are... Traders and they're making like trade runs and depending on resources and the runs that they make, it changes the value of the territory that the other two players have. So it's a cool overlapping thing. So if you're into, and the art is just fantastic as well. Uh, so if you're looking for a new tabletop game, you can check out Ahoy. Uh, it is coming out later this year. There's a link below if you wanna check it out, uh, a special MinMax link, we'd appreciate it. Now here's the thing. Uh, they're very generous over there at Leader Games and they're willing to do a giveaway for the MinMax community. We should have talked about this before we were live on air, but um, what? how about this? How about if you leave a review for the Min Max Show podcast and include some way to contact you, like an email address or a Twitter handle? Twitter handle's fine, right, Leo? Yeah, seems Great. safer. Great, all right, yeah. Then we'll randomize it and ship you out a copy of Ahoy! The Tabletop Game. You need to be within the United States uh, for these folks to ship it out, but leave a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast app, and we will randomize it and you will win a copy of Ahoy. Also, thank you to our friends at I Am 8-Bit. This is interesting. They want everybody to know about the new NES game that they're releasing called, oh boy, Gar- Garbage Pail Kids, Mad Mike and the Quest for Stale Gum. <laughs> There's a lot going on here, Kyle. So this is, A new NES game that is a long-lost NES game is the way they're framing it. You read into that however you want to read into it, but it is a game that will totally work on the original Nintendo, and it is a Garbage Pail Kids-themed Game Well and it well, like, comes like a cartridge.
2: Crazy. You can plug into the NES. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, and it comes in a wow. retro-style box. They That's point awesome. out it's it's very cool. Um, That's a cool-looking cartridge. I love the colors. Yeah, isn't that sweet? It's like a yeah, a pink and a blue. If you're not watching the video version, Kyle, I assume you were a fan of Garbage Pail Kids.
2: Uh, no, my only familiar really? ma- familiarity with them was like uh, scrolling through the channels once and seeing the movie and just being just flabbergasted. Which is word <laughs> I've used already today. That that movie exists. I
0: can't believe that's a movie. (laughs) Hey, they're making the game now. Here we go, everybody. It's called Mad Mike and the Quest for Stale Gum. Uh, The cool thing, Leo, uh, Drew Scanlon from Giant Bomb fame, he's a producer on this game. Isn't that funky? That's awesome. Yeah, so you can check it out. Uh, Go to iMapIt's wonderful online store, and you can use the promo code there, Monsters. Cereal Monsters, cereal as in breakfast cereal, no space. Uh, This is listed below for your convenience. Cereal Monsters, to get 10% off everything under $100 and help support iM8Bit because they're one of the coolest companies out there. And at the same time, this helps support us in a big way by shipping out a prize to the MidMax community each and every week. Whoever submits the greatest question of the week will win a prize. So this week, iM8Bit is shipping out a copy of A Monsters Expedition on the Nintendo Switch. All right, a lot of good questions here submitted over there on Patreon. Y'all ready for community questions? Yes. Great. Ooh. Leo, dare I say, I think this is a well oiled machine of a podcast at this point. What makes you say that? Uh, well, you know, when we started out three years ago and Wrong. we're fumbling, what's that? Wrong. Sorry, I'm trying to put some put a <laughs> wrench in the gears here. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, Randolph Sparks writes in to say, "Hey, is the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie so bad it's good, or is it just plain bad?"
2: I think it's it's not like a great movie, but I do think people are too harsh on it. I think there's some interesting,
1: weird, <laughs> fun stuff in it. Really? Yeah. It's, I, it's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you will enjoy <laughs> your time watching it.
0: Uh, you'll be fascinated by it. Like, if you've never seen that yeah. original movie. Leo, have you ever seen it? Long time ago. Okay. God. I remember probably in 1993 being on the bus and having a neighbor kid explain to me that his favorite movie was called Super Mario Bros. It was, it's the best movie ever made. I needed to see it. <sighs> um and then i saw it Wait, hold on
2: hold on hold on zooming out were yeah. you aware of mario at this point
0: yeah i think i would have been yeah Okay. Um, all right yeah i probably played the nes at like you know my uncle's house or something um but yeah i just i remember liking it because i liked yoshi and the fact that he kind of looked like a dinosaur because i really liked jurassic park and so like having a realistic yoshi was enough for me to really be a fan of this thing but boy i don't know you <laughs> i think if if you had a group of adults together you'd have a good time watching it you're right I don't think it's yeah. like
2: yeah, It's cohesive. You know what I mean? It's not. It's <laughs> like it has a plot with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, okay. Whether you like those beats or think they're good is another question. But it's like you will you will mm-hmm. walk away uh, satisfied with uh, with uh, the story. And everybody <laughs> yeah.
0: remember Kyle's review of the Mario Brothers movie from 1993. The next time he recommends a game, I'm just saying, <laughs> just keep it in mind, everybody.
2: It's better than the Double Dragon movie, which I which I watched in full to prepare to interview the director.
0: Yeah. What'd you learn yeah. from that? I've never even seen that.
2: It's weird. It's, it's, I mean, there's, I, you can go find that old feature that I wrote, I'm sure on Game Informer, but it's, it, it was fun to hear him talk about it. It's a weird movie. It's,
0: it's very strange. There we go. Hey, there you go, everybody. Uh, Dan there from Canada writes in and they say, my son will just have turned three when the Mario movie comes out. And I'm thinking it might be a great first movie theater experience. He likes the characters and he loves TV. <laughs> what more do you need? <laughs> uh, do you think this is too young? When did you see your first movie in a theater? What movie was it? I saw Lion King when I was four, and the stampede terrified me, and I cried the whole time. Yeah, that's rough. Elephant Graveyard would be scary, too. That, that seems challenging for four. I don't,
2: I don't know how old I was, but I, mine was Great Mouse Detective. And I think it was like a reissue of the film or something in theaters. Oh, weird. But that's my first memory of going to a movie.
0: Have you asked your parents if they remember if that was actually the first
2: No, yeah, that's yeah, I should ask them because they they probably that seems like a a thing that they would remember. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget Claire's first movie, you know,
0: which was
2: it was Lego movie. And she was arguably young. I think she was two like she was over two. And we we were very thoughtful about it. We're like, we're going to go on like a Monday morning at like 11 o'clock a few weeks after the movie comes out. So it's like just us. So if she wants to get up and walk around like she totally can.
0: And it was good. It was fun. I, uh, I just rewatched that clip from that movie. Um, Chris Pratt's finest role, other than the Mario film, obviously. But it, it cracks me so much when they're going into that Wild West saloon, and is it Wild Style? That's the lady's name? And she's like, all right, just be cool going in there. And then he bursts the door, he's like, hey, everybody, everybody, and he's screaming and she pulls him back and she's like, you need to be cool. Go through here and just be silent. Just be like a bar stool. And then he busts back through, hey, I'm a stool, somebody sit on me. <laughs> Anyways, that, that movie is great. That movie
2: holds up so well. The original Lego movie is so funny. That is great.
0: Um, I don't... The sad thing is, uh, my parents didn't remember. I asked them not too long ago what the first movie I ever saw in the theater was and they, they didn't remember. And so I'm trying to do like the math. Like, I was born in 87 and it's like Beauty and the Beast came out in 1991. I'm sure it was a Disney movie. So it's like either, either that or DuckTales, the movie, came out in 1990. Like maybe my parents would have brought me to that. I don't know. But it's weird. I think the first movie that I remember... This is just like a weird early memories. I remember watching a movie and for years, I just never knew what it was. And in my memory, it's like the first movie i ever watched at home, but that can't be true. But I was watching my parents watching it more or less. I was like, what is that movie where there's like that boy in like the jail? What is it? And it wasn't until I was like 10 that I finally realized it was Spielberg's Empire of the Sun. It's like just just a weird really vivid memory of watching that movie. I think it was like my first one that I really watched at home in a big way, which is a, the wrong movie to watch as a kid.
2: Jeff um, yours was a trip to the moon.
1: I'm uh, sure. it, yeah. It it was it was the video of that train going into the tunnel. Right, that's um, right.
2: Oh okay. Yeah, Trip to the Moon yeah. came out later, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As a sequel in a lot of ways. Um lb uh writes in and they say hey man max show i keep hearing the comment overwatch 2 is just the same game in a negative way isn't fifa Madden, and call of duty pretty much the same game every year everyone still buys them up on release day there is over a half million people watching on twitch for overwatch 2 so i do believe there is hype out there just a horrible marketing plan from blizzard it's just my two cents love the show thank you lb soccer is the same game every year to be fair they don't really have the chance to redefine it. They don't it. change
1: the rules that much, yeah.
0: So you're saying that, okay, if it's based on a real thing, what, what are they supposed to do other than, hey, we threw the guy from the Apple TV show in this? We're introducing multiball this year. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I mean, guess That would be pretty and, cool,
2: to be fair. I didn't <laughs> <call, They> really.
0: <laughs> the Call of Duty thing, it's like, wow. Well,
2: yeah, By those- the way, Janet's like screaming probably right now, just like, yes, they do that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> you guys
0: just ignore Yeah, it. probably. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But, like, Call of Duty, I mean, they shake shake up enough. The campaign's always different. If there is a campaign, like... I I understand getting sick of Call of Duty releases. That's right. That's right. Still guns. Um, But also, I mean, there's... How long since Overwatch 1 at
2: this point? Many years. It's, like, it's it's been a huge... It's been a large gap. They put two on the the box, so to speak. I know that not a lot of people are buying it in a box. But, I mean, it just gives it an air of, like, this is going to be a big sort of reshuffling of the game... Which ultimately I don't know that it is. I haven't gotten a chance to play it really. Um yeah. to get that sense. So yeah. yeah, I
1: mean over Overwatch can be anything that they want. They don't have to stick to the rules of, you know, a prescribed sport that they're basing a game on. And even then, like the FIFA and Maddens they do they add different modes and they add, you know, career modes and all those kind of things. And for the for the amount of people that play those games how little coverage they get. I, I think that's the difference is people are complaining about Overwatch 2 and everyone is just ignoring sports games all the time, which, yeah. is, which is an even worse version of, you know, complaining about them. Yeah. I if you don't so. even yeah. care to complain in the first place.
0: Yeah, I, I have no idea how people feel about FIFA, to be honest, because we didn't let Jana be, Janet be on this episode. That's right. <laughs> that's right. She was clawing to get on. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know... I, Still too early for us to judge this game in a huge way, but I think just <laughs> there's so much uh, expectations for, like, a Blizzard sequel. You think of, like, StarCraft 1 to 2, Diablo 1 to 2. I mean, Obviously, we want to put Overwatch 2 review in the headline for SEO. But that's right. That's right. We want to get a look at the menu sometime soon. It just, you would, 13 more people would watch this episode, Leo. Can you imagine <laughs> the day-night difference? We're in the money. <laughs> Kit N writes in and they say, Given the lofty plans of City Project Red to make an entire Witcher trilogy in six years, and Overwatch 2's lackluster launch, what is the best sequel that came out in the least amount of time of the original? I love this question. I think this is excellent. Mm. They say was, I know the answer. Th- ooh, oh, all right. I think I know the answer. I think. Um, I think. I think. I think I, think, <laughs> I, think I know the answer. Actually, um, Kit N says I'm thinking Left 4 Dead Two, which is yeah. one year later, 2008, 2009. That that's the best sequel in the shortest amount of time i guess i feel like people were upset how expansion packy that felt Mm. i'm sure i'm sure some folks were i bet it didn't review as well as love for dead 1 um all right jeff and what's your correct answer because i think i got it and i think you're wrong should
1: we say it on the should we say it on the count of three
0: yes we should all
1: right count it off leo one two
0: three grand theft auto vice city Yes. Yes. Yeah! Wow! We know it. We know that's it. Good that's really yeah. good. Yeah, All that's right. one year. Technically, under one year, Rockstar was able to create Vice City. Insane. And hang on, I'm googling it. And everyone was healthy and happy on the development team. Like I don't know how they pulled it off. That's unbelievable. What a feat! <laughs>
2: Um, uh, yeah no that's a great I was actually kind of thinking like I was like oh, what's the what's the gap between Dead Space 1 and 2 because I think Dead Space 2 is a like a far superior game to Dead Space 1 but that's like three years that's, that's like pretty average is it know? three
0: or two yeah
2: um, Uh, looks like looks like it's three okay.
0: 2008 2011 11 okay yeah, um, yeah I, my first thought was like Majora's Mask I know that was designed oh, to be a shorter turnaround but that's two years right it's like a year and a half I think okay Um, Crash Bandicoot 2. Like, so many of those old games, that's, like, under a year difference for development time. And going from Crash 1 to Crash 2 to 3. I think 1 to 2 is the biggest leap. Um, Another one that I think is a contender is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. That's one year after Assassin's Creed 2. That's a good one. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good game. Also, what about this? I know it's not out yet, but dare I say it? Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Kyle? If you think of, like, the fact that... Last one came out this same year. That's a like big old asterisk.
2: That's yeah. like that doesn't count.
0: Why? Because Arceus is not a mainline Pokemon game. It basically is as much as it is. should be. It basically is. Um did you watch the new trailer today for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Kyle? Uh,
2: no, no, I haven't actually.
0: Um they confirmed that remember Terra types or Terra sti, st, Terra Terra forming Terra sti, Terra, terra Picata? remember the whole You've thing you said a
2: lot of words and I don't know which one I'm supposed to grab onto <laughs> remember, so I'm going to say no well, they,
0: like they revealed that Pokemon can become crystallized oh, okay yeah. terastalized that's what it is um, they revealed that yeah that any Pokemon can terrastalize into any type so it's wild to think of them creating models let alone moves and all this stuff for like every Pokemon now can turn into any type it's a bonkers amount of possibilities in there. Um, so, that was like the coolest is this thing. The,
1: is this the Pokemon game I should finally play? I think Arceus is the one. Um, yeah, probably.
0: I mean, I, I'm i already in the camp that Arceus is going to be a special weird anomaly, but I'm I'm curious about Scarlet and Violet, but I feel like the epiphany of like, what? It feels like a whole new Pokemon. That was kind of Arceus earlier this year. Um, I would recommend it. I think it's great. Uh, Zachary Sweet says, oh, in response to last week's uh, question about which game would be better with the character's moveset from Super Smash Brothers? I want an F-Zero game that is half racing game and half side-scroller beat-em-up with Captain Falcon's moves from Smash. This would solve the issue of it being too short and separate itself from other racing games. I think that's a good idea. I what if played. it was like Pursuit Force style where you jump out of your car onto the other car and you fight on the hood or whatever? That sounds good. That sounds great. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. There, there's a scene
2: in the movie 3,000 Years of Longing where a character leaps from one horse to another horse. And I was like, oh, it's like Pursuit Force.
0: <laughs> no, My wife was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> now kiss me. Don Walton Jr. writes in, um, this, is, this is the type of comment that I like where they're not asking anything of us. They just want to lay down the facts, everybody. Don says, with the demise of Stadia, so much of the conversation online amongst gamers and journalists has been flippant and almost celebratory in its failure. With so many misconceptions about what it even was, And that is a failure on Google's part, not advertising well and not correcting misconceptions, the whole Netflix of gaming thing or that you had to subscribe to play the games you bought, both are just incorrect. Many developers were surprised by the news on Thursday that their projects no longer had a platform with no advance warning. But as of last week, over 150 game trials were available to play for free without an account on Stadia. Steam is running their NextFest demo event right now, and it'd be so nice on a service like Stadia to fire up all those demos without having to install any of them. I can go on and on, but it was really something special that everyone loved to hate for some reason, including Google, apparently. So Don is a a big Stadia defender, but I love that idea of like, you know what, that is something that I didn't really appreciate or honestly even really know. That idea that, oh, just no account needed, 150 game trials, just click through and play them, ready to go. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea either. It's it's like I think uh, part of people's uh, flippant eagerness to dump on Stadia is it's like we've been hurt so much before. It's like why would we trust this thing when we know Google's going to shaft it? And so now and that enough, the shafting has exactly happened. happened, now now we just get that moment of like, yep, and we were right. Therefore, this we're is smart. Why we therefore. don't trust, <laughs> right or love. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I think it comes from a place of. Badness. Yeah. Jeff, and you're thinking the same thing.
1: Yeah, that that and just the ebok right now is saying the tech was great um in yeah. the comments. But just just knowing that streaming a game isn't like our internet infrastructure, I guess, if if you want to place the blame on something else other than just the concept of streaming games, like it just wasn't up to snuff and I think a lot of people understood that from the beginning and there are certainly caveats in some games that worked great on it. And if you had fast enough internet or whatever, but I think there were those of us and I'm not flipping about it. I'm, I'm more just kind of angry that Google ended up doing exactly what we, they were, what Google was going to do. But, but there is that, that feeling of from the beginning being like, there's, there's so many examples of technology in the video game space that, get hyped so much because there's money in hyping it up from these companies. And then a couple of years from then, it's just like completely flatlined. And normally people lose all their money, you know, that they invest in. It's nice that Google gave all that back. But it's that is just, crazy. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. it's it's being justified in your skepticism and then kind of seeing that play out that again, I'm not I, I was not celebrating when I heard that. I was just a little more angry than anything that. Google yeah. is still Google.
0: Yeah, I wonder if I was bullish on Stadia just because like I was in the room where they announced it at GDC and like just to have all of that messi- messaging and being in the center of it and all that messaging was no no no, we're serious about this. This is a real thing. It's not going to be the classic Google dump where we try something and then a year and a half later we get rid of it. We're in this for the long haul. Like the CEO of Google's on stage saying like read my lips. We're in this for the long haul. Gaming's a big priority for us. And then Phil Harrison was doing 6,000 interviews saying the same thing. It's like, yeah, no, the thing that we obviously saw coming ended up coming to pass. It's just such a... a,
2: Was it like four, five years, four years? It was
0: 2019 when they unveiled it. 19,
2: okay. All right. So, I mean... More than a year and a half, at least.
0: <laughs> uh, sure. I guess that's true. What more do you want? That's yeah.
2: it. Uh, I, One thing I hope they do, I I, I will be receiving some money uh, from my Stadia purchase, which I'm very happy about, and but, and just, like, blown away that they're willing to do that. Can but we
0: unpack that a little I, bit? I think it's mind-boggling, that idea that yeah. they're refunding all games purchased and all hardware purchased.
1: Like, that, so, it's that bananas. That is to avoid a class-action lawsuit, I'm sure.
0: You think so? Yeah.
1: I think so, Man. I think it's just, don't even... Yeah. Don't even open that door. Just pay everyone off. Yeah. And go your separate ways, I think. But so I,
2: the one thing I, I do hope they do is I have a controller and it's the, the one thing that like the, the thing that people always would say about Stadia, even if they were like, you know, complaining about it, they'd be like, yeah, but that controller is pretty solid. Apparently, it's like a software issue where they could like make it Bluetooth compatible. Uh, they just need to issue some kind of update or something like that, because right now, if you want to use a Stadia controller, you have to plug it into your computer. Or you can connect the controller to Wi-Fi to play Stadia games, but mm. like I hope that they issue an update to like let it just be used as a standard controller wirelessly. I would love that. I would make that my main PC controller moving really?
0: forward. Really? Huh. Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd just be that weird moment of like where they said, oh, Nintendo Switch now works with Bluetooth." Here we go. And it's like, what? you could just have done that the whole time.
2: Yeah, and to be clear, like that's just the sort of the headlines and rumors that I'm seeing. I don't, I don't know if that's actually if it's actually that simple. But if it is, I, I hope it's something that they will do.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jerry Young writes in and says, Hey, Max, uh, are there any big what-ifs you think about in the history of the gaming industry? One thing I think about is, what if the PlayStation-Nintendo console was a success and that partnership continued?
2: Yeah, that'd be a weird one.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, I think they would have torn each other apart at a certain point. I think it would have split, and they would have gotten worse separate ways. it
2: just would have been very tertiary for Sony, right? Like, it just would have been like, oh, we kind of have our hand in this Nintendo business, and we... I offer some resources occasionally, but for the most, they, you know, they wouldn't be a publisher of games or anything like that, I would imagine.
0: Yeah. What, what about y'all? Got any what ifs? I wonder if controllers would have triggers on them if guns weren't in- invented. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's brilliant. No, of course they wouldn't. Do you think they'd all be like the L1R1, just like the soft little thing? Just extra buttons? Yeah. Like the original PlayStation 1 oh, they'd controller? They'd all be like GameCube. Right. They'd all have a little pimple on the Z button. Zimple, we call it. Right. Or then, yeah, maybe people would start playing games and then they'd invent guns based on the controller. And then every... Yeah, all these FPSs are really awesome. I wish I could do this in real life. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) 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 Write this down. That's good. Uh, Speaking of FPSs, I'm always curious, like, what would have happened to Halo and Microsoft if Halo would have stayed an Apple-exclusive...
2: Mm, um, would have been the strategy game it started off yeah as, even right? like at rts yeah. you have it just
0: stayed as that you know like microsoft probably wouldn't be in gaming at this point yeah i, I think that's a fair bet or yeah. they'd probably be doing some weird streaming stadia like thing and we'd all be laughing at them i would have had a more vibrant and full childhood as right. a mac gamer right
2: <laughs> god what if miyamoto just became like a cartoonist or something Just went down that path. Didn't ask. Because the story about him getting hired at Nintendo seems so, like, circumstantial. Like, he just happened to, like, show up one day somehow. And uh, Yamauchi,
0: who was just like, there's something about this guy. Let's hire him, you know? (laughs) Suspicious. So he's just like a cartoonist down on the boardwalk or something? I'm just trying to think, where
2: would he be if he wasn't in video games and still be an artist? When I say cartoon, I mean like doing anime and stuff like that. I don't mean like a guy doing caricatures oh, on see. the beach. I
0: see. Oh, I'd like to see that too. The King of Sting from Miyamoto. Um, I remember in the Rapid Fire with Miyamoto we asked him, like, if you weren't in games, what would you be doing? And I think he said, I'd be doing anything as long as it's fun. So hmm. he'd probably be like a sandwich artist or something. Um, I think about um, what about... Um, if Rod Ferguson had stayed at Epic because we interviewed him at E3 um, and he said that he would have canceled Fortnite, that he was planning on canceling uh, Fortnite, but he decided to leave to go to take two at the time, I think to start building up the mafia three studio. But yeah, if he would have canceled Fortnite, what would the industry look like right now?
2: Wow. I, I love that question. tidbit by the way. And I like that he's like, can reflect on it enough to be like, yeah, I would have canceled it. And yeah. clearly, there was a, <laughs> that would have been a bad decision. <laughs> you
0: know? Or would it have? The world wouldn't know how to dance. So. We would have
2: all been playing that uh, MOBA, remember, that just got absorbed Paragon. into
0: Fortnite? That's yeah, right. we all remember it. Remember, We'd still be getting loot boxes instead of battle passes. Right. Remember when they released that new Unreal? And then we're like, hey, it's kind of out. Already. Look, it's Fortnite, everybody! That was such a weird anomaly from Epic's history. Right. They're a weird company. Remember when they're making Infinity Blade Dungeons and Rod was really pushing that up the hill instead of Fortnite? <laughs> well, now it's in Fortnite, right? Isn't the
2: Blade in Fortnite somewhere? Or it was Is at it? one point? Yeah, That's I think cool. so. It was just there. It was hanging out. Anybody else? They, got made sh- they finally would have made Shadow Complex 2 instead of all this stupid mm. Fortnite
0: garbage. Uh, has anybody else got a what if? Good.
1: That's it. That's normal. normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, just imagine. GoFish writes in. Well, you can find out on April 7th, everybody. Uh, GoFish writes in and says, Hey, Ben on the Horse. Uh, I was catching up on the Trek to Shrek playthrough, um, and Ben mentioned that he is missing the community sharing better quest goals in the comments, so I thought I'd share a recent win. My year long goal this year was to lose weight with no specific number in mind, but so far this year, I've lost 50 pounds. Hello. Yeah.
2: Congrats.
0: Uh, thank you to Cork Hanson and the community for BetterQuest being a big part of my inspiration this is the BetterQuest uh, channel in the discord is thriving with people throwing their goals in there and uh, being held accountable in a, in a lightly supportive way all that fun stuff so they say hey do you all have any current past or future fitness goals I uh, want to get into yoga um, what's your strategy uh, do yoga off YouTube have you heard of yoga with Adrian?
1: That's the one I've done so
0: far <laughs> yep. as recommended by my girlfriend's mom. Yep. Yep. She's subtly the most influential person on earth as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That's how'd awesome. you, how'd you feel after doing it? I felt great. I thought she was a great teacher. It was interesting. You know, her philosophy seemed to be a lot of a don't worry if you're doing it exactly right. It's more about having an experience with your body instead of trying to like replicate this, drawing of a pose of a person doing this perfectly yeah are you in it for the mental or the physical and don't cop out and say both dude um i hate the physical aspect of it (laughs) i'm only in it for the mental all right all right that's sweet i love it um do you want to slap it on as a better quest goal dude uh what would the goal be do it once a day or something for the rest of the month Um, I'll think about the specifics of it because it does make sense it's a better quest call but yeah I want to make sure it's a, something I can actually promise sure uh, has anybody else got a hot fitness thing uh,
2: I've been getting back into like riding an indoor bike Ooh. and have been doing it like every other day for like the past two months look at you like go. in the past I would when I would get into these things where I was like ah, I need to work out more and I would include yoga in that I would be like I'm going to do YouTube yoga and I'm going to ride the bike every day forever <laughs> and I just would and I would for like a month and then I would hit a wall where I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore. So now I've kind of been like, All right, now I'm just gonna do with this stuff every other day And <laughs> so I don't hold my health self to like quite as high a standard. And that has actually helped me a lot to just have, you know, have days where I'm going to be like, I don't have to ride the bike today and I'm going to be okay. I'm
0: going to live, you know? Have you tried, if you started this a couple of months ago, have you tried biking outside? Because it's a thousand times more fun.
2: No, I've done both. Yeah. I actually, well, it's funny. I get into, I did, I do ride the bike outside a lot. I haven't really done it this year, uh, but I do enjoy that quite a bit. But I, I also like... I don't know. The just to have like a 20 30 minute ride and I, I that's where I was watching One Piece so much. It was nice oh, to connect okay. that to like exercise cuz I was like, "Oh, I'm looking f- I'm getting into this show in a big way. That's the thing I look forward to now is I'll watch a bunch of One Piece while I'm on the bike." So that that helped me sort of stick with it in a, in a surprising way.
0: Yeah, that's nice. I, really,
2: I I also did take Leo's song and added drums to it. Remember we talked about yeah, that a while ago? Yes. That, yeah,
0: your silence was deafening. I I don't know where my laptop is. I should oh. have like, sent it to you ahead of time. <laughs> I'm dying to hear that. Yeah, just send me the link every other day. You'll be fine. Yeah, uh, I mean, do, I do. I could maybe. Go, next get, time it. go get it. Go get go it. Go get it. All right, let me see if I can go find it real quick. Okay, far. great. Um, Hugo Aguilar writes in and says, while Kyle's gone, I got some crap to say. No, uh, hey, Corey cohorts. Uh, I just want to say, please don't sleep grounded from Obsidian. I'm pretty casual when it comes to survival games, but I've probably had more fun with friends playing this than anything else this year. I'm seriously thinking this is game of the year for me and I played the heck out of Elden Ring. Uh, That's sweet. I I started it, um, I tried it in early access and I tried the 1.0 version. Um, It it wasn't grabbing me in a huge way, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, It seems like people that have stuck with it, they're finding a lot of fun out of it. Leo, I know you played it back in the day a lot. Are you ever tempted to go back to Grounded? Uh, not really. I guess if yeah. I saw Friends, I would. But yeah, it's, it's a really well done crafting survival game, but I feel like there's just a ceiling on how much I can like those personally, it's just yeah. as far as different genres I like. It's, I'm always confused. It goes back to like you being like, meh, to the concept of Valheim. It's like you like systemic-driven games. You don't like a lot of story in your games, but for some reason, the survival crafting stuff... You're hitting a tree and getting branches and hitting a rock and getting rocks and putting them together to make an axe is yeah. type just so many times if someone were to do a bold reinvention of it it's just like crafting on its face is feels like a more of a chore to me than something i'm excited about yeah okay uh joke chef Cefkin- writes a couple weeks ago i tweaked my knee and had to take stairs one at a time right foot first for a couple days uh stepping onto stairs with my right foot felt extremely awkward After I went back to walking normal, I realized I always go up the stairs left leg first and downstairs right leg first. It occurs to me that I've probably done this my entire life and I've never even noticed. I can't help but wonder if anyone starts with the same leg every time, but I have no way to know. I am cursed with this knowledge of a meaningless habit that I can't stop thinking about. Has anybody ever thought about that? Not that specifically, but I'm sure there's a a lot of stuff like that in your life. You ever think about how... You brush your teeth the same way every night without thinking about it? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. I mean, yeah, what's your strategy? Put it in your mouth? Like with a toothbrush? <laughs> yeah.
1: In the same room of my house. <laughs> Uncanny. <laughs> uh that the the stare thing is interesting because that also I'm thinking about it now, I'm sure I probably always use the same the same foot. Yeah. But that would also mean that we're all subconsciously like walking the distance to the stairs to match up so that you're doing the same foot. Right. 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 Without even realizing that you're doing it. Yeah. Well, if it's the
0: same stair set, usually, then it's like usually takes the same amount of steps to get there. You know? Hey, uh, look, uh, Kyle's back, everybody. Um, So, so you don't remember this, from an episode a while ago leo composed a song that was beautiful but it didn't have drums is that is that the it had drums it okay, not live yeah. drums okay so kyle what was your goal here
2: do you have it i, I sent do. you on yep. Slack. yep okay uh so the goal is just to have an excuse to like practice drums and try to do some drumming um and so i did leo sent me a version <laughs> of the song he took out all the drums and i added my own drums so it sounds different uh you can't improve on a masterpiece is, is all I want to say. uh, Well, we'll let the viewers and
0: listeners determine. Here we go. In a time. Before time. Before
1: (laughs) place. There existed nothing. But empty space.
0: And one drug began to form. That's all I had. Humans began to build, (laughs) Uh And... Now you can dance to this.
2: What has become of my people?
0: The drums in this (laughs) part. Good interpretation.
2: Gave myself the last word on your song, Leo. Wow. You're okay with that?
0: I feel like Trent Reznor when Johnny Cash covered Hurt. Man, it's <laughs> yours. <laughs> we all remember <laughs> Johnny Cash taking the exact same yeah. song, removing one background element. That's stunning. Uh, okay. Nice work, Kyle. I love that. that was amazing. Uh, resident you Neil Pert, thank you. How'd it feel I, say, like I don't.
2: I, I couldn't. I couldn't make it better, but I could make it different. At least that's all we need, <laughs> man.
0: Now do this podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, I met with drums. Anyways, Catherine Gilbert writes in and says, "Am I a video game elitist?" My husband just pointed out that there are games I don't play or I don't end up playing because of the graphics. He doesn't mind if the quality is lower when the story is good, but I just can't do it. Even going back to old consoles is hard for me. I want to start in Zelda because I never played it. Please don't throw pots at me. But I can't because it's hard for me to play on an old game like this. Is Catherine Gilbert an elitist? I struggle with this myself. Yeah. I... I know I'm like shutting myself off to rewarding game experiences I could be having or whatever. But the truth is just the setting is so important to me. And I feel like a world being pretty in its own way, no matter what style that is, is important for me to want to spend time in that world. So it's not something like Littlewood. It's just like I don't see myself wanting to go into what that looks like. That's interesting. So you don't need cutting edge graphics. You just need to be an inviting world like did you play slay the spire by chance yeah okay did you because that's a game that i understand it's the greatest game of all time if you really get into it but i I tried picking it up again it's still like the art is just like it's not inviting artistically and that's thrown me off in the beginning at least
1: no you get used to
0: it but i have yeah yeah, same problem
2: um you never want to get used to it to be like a a factor (laughs) of the visuals you know right man but yeah it's it is hard to go back to old games for sure sometimes
0: I, uh, I recently went back and looked at a trailer for Tales from Monkey Island, Telltale's Monkey Island series from 2009. I understand. Limited resources, not trying to point fingers at developers, did the best they could. I think it is the ugliest game I've ever seen in my life. It is like full Donkey Kong TV show. Level quality. Just look at wow. the characters. Yeah, Tales from well, Monkey Island for for from Telltale. Really Which is. one is this? Tales, from, the Mon- Tales, Tales from, from Monkey Island. Yeah, Leo, how would you describe what you're seeing? It's you know, games historically you have your side characters that have a little less detail, lips move a little less, and then you have your main characters who are like super high fidelity, right. super well realized. Right. And this one, Guybrush Threepwood, the player character, looks so gaunt and <laughs> alien. <laughs> It's it just seems like a bad idea to even try and go for this level of production. I understand it's like what Telltale was doing at the time, but it is it is rough to look at and you know, no one's perfect, but I it's guess I'm trying a snob to compensate to with style for sure, but it ends up just not having the fidelity to pull it off. Yeah, so I look forward to going back That's and playing it here. Um, all right, Jeffum's backlog writes in and says, "Hey, I'm curious about Leo's thoughts on Return to Monkey Island." I know he's been on Adventure Game Kick recently, and I don't think we've heard his thoughts yet. Personally, I loved it. What a fun game that modernized the genre fantastically. Leo, where are you at with that thing? Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I, I'm sure I will. Uh, yeah, I, um, I chose this question, even though <laughs> it's not fun just to throw it out there and have you be like, I don't know, I haven't started it yet. Um, I beat it yesterday. Um, absolutely adored it. Really, really, really great time. I mean, we talked about it in the episode... But it's so bizarre to go right from playing Fate of Atlantis to this. Um, but yeah, it's about as it's about all I want from a modern adventure game. It's fun. It's silly. It's big. The puzzles are fun. Like Kyle, have you kept playing it all?
2: No, but but not because I didn't like it. Yeah. I just got distracted by Splatoon and stuff like that. And you know, I was I was trying to play it on a T. Anyway, I want to keep playing it. And you, 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 definitely and you saying that you loved it by the end, like, encourages it. me even more. So because I did like the beginning, but yeah. I wasn't like you know running outside with my arms waving around above my head or anything about it.
0: Yeah, and it's got like a hint book which is really great where every puzzle has maybe like eh, five or so phases of hints. So if you're like, I I don't even know where to go, especially like some of the later chapters like we have a large world to explore here. Where could I possibly go for this? Like they'd be like, Try looking in the town. You know, like, that's, like, the first hint. And then it'll get more and more specific. So just having, like, that light nudge to get you there if you don't want to fully reveal the puzzle for yourself is just, like, it's a complete game changer for an adventure game. I really love the hell out of it. And, um, yeah, uh, let's see. No spoilers. I, I really like the ending. It really, it really got me. Um, so here's the thing. No spoilers, but um, here's the thing. Here's why I'm I haven't thought about <laughs> I'm, I'm not about clear. It. Are Spake. there going to be spoilers what, or not? Yeah, okay, I'm trying what, to what, come what up with nice? a way to, to phrase it. No spoilers, but you unlock a like something in the menu after beating it. So spoilers for that, abstractly, everybody, for Return to Monkey Island. But hearing Next Lander talk about it is what made me want to go through it and finish the game. Once you beat it, you unlock a letter from Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman that they wrote to themselves and to the world, I guess, at the very start of this game's development of like, here's where we're coming from, here are the goals, hopefully we achieved it. Um, But it's just like a really beautiful reflection. It's, It's not too long of a letter, but it's like a beautiful reflection on their lives and what the series means to them at that point, which is what the entire game's about, you know? And so it's just it's it's really good really good um Taylor so Leo please play it I think you'll have a great time especially playing with somebody else like just light adventure game co-op I think you're gonna have a blast man oh I didn't know it was co-op well no it's not but I meant like if you're just playing with your sweetie and you're just like shouting out ideas for puzzles that feels like a great way to play that game for sure right on okay Taylor Clark writes in and says I would like to submit cyberpunk 2077 edge runners as the greatest work of art of all time this show is perfect <laughs> please watch it Kyle endorse that no
2: Okay. It's very good, though.
0: Okay. Um, JT writes in and says Miss Joke opportunity. Last week, when talking about cyberpunk edge runners and its mature content with Kyle, you asked if his whole family was watching, to which he replied, Two thirds of the family. You should have responded, Okay, so just you and your daughter then? Yeah, I should have said that. That's true. Thank yeah, you, you can JT. go
2: back and like edit these, right? You can put them back in, yeah. Rather than right, I can upload That's a new. That's not a lot of work for you, right? No,
0: no, I'll upload a new audio file for last <laughs> week and just slay. Uh, Jacob Hubbard writes in and says, "Hey gang, with the leaked info of a possible new remaster of Horizon Zero Dawn, I've seen some outrage online at the prospect. I know folks were up in arms about the remake of The Last of Us, but I personally don't see the harm in releasing a remaster for the current gen, kind of like Ghost of Tsushima and Just Stranding. Any thoughts on this?" Yeah, just to, to set the scene here, there was a rumor going around that there's going to be a PS5 remaster of Horizon Zero Dawn released and that also um, Guerrilla Games is working on a multiplayer-focused game with co-op set in the Horizon universe and uh, Video Games Chronicle confirmed it. I think Gamatsu also confirmed it. Um, but, uh, yeah, is it is it too... Is there a harm in releasing a remaster of Horizon Zero Dawn for PS5?
2: I mean... It- is it a remake or a remaster? I which so, I know that that question gets Especially gets so
0: with Sony. Um it seemed like they didn't know for sure, but it feels like it's just gonna be a remake, seemed to be where the rumors were swirling. I'm sorry, a remaster. That, remaster.
2: Okay. Remaster the yeah, that's sort of like yeah, we'll we'll bring it to the new platform with a couple new bells and whistles is great. I guess the weird thing is just like if they're going like full remake like they did Last of Us, I, I it is it is strange. It's like it's it just feels so quick. If if that's the case, but uh, we don't really know
1: what it is at this point. So. Yeah, yeah. I would I would hope instead of remaking the first one, they would make a third one.
0: Well, Where, it's probably going to be a separate team that would do it. Um, and I, I bet they're probably going to release people like, on
1: a third one. Okay, <laughs> and, and then <laughs> move everyone the, to the third one. Just don't, yeah. they're probably. Gonna, mean, mean, but, a re, but a remaster, sure. I mean, we all have you know the next current generation of hardware and not enough games to play on them i don't i don't see the harm in it yeah
0: i it bums me out make it a little better it bumps me out on behalf of developers who are famously not complaining about it so i'm totally inventing this but and maybe it's too cynical but it just makes me think like wouldn't their time be better spent on anything else like who gets Mm. into that industry to spend a year or two of their lives like punching up this game that just came out well, I think it's, you know, like to talk about the last one, I think it's a nice opportunity um, for developers to kind of get their sea legs, you know, like if they just start at the studio, maybe it's a younger team to get to know the tools better, get to know the Decima engine better, all that kind of thing. So, you know. I guess. Or, yeah, it it them from,
1: or it prevents them from getting laid off in between right. games. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see is, what they do for a multiplayer game. Um, you know, Guerrilla Games has made a lot of those in the past and not that this is anything real in a tangible yeah, we way. We all remember
2: Rigs. We Love remember
0: Rigs. Riggs. We honor you Rigs. Um, but it's interesting like at GDC this year Bungie gave a really interesting presentation about living games and multiplayer games and the challenges of that and there are there a lot of Gorilla Games folks in the audience like in the front row and maybe they're all just part of the Sony family and whatnot but I remember noting that like hmm Gorilla seems very interested in this multiplayer discussion. Um, <laughs> Uncharted Wolf writes in they say Hey man Max uh, I just had a horrible realization recently. Is everyone buckling up? It famously took 14 years or more, or more specifically, 5,156 days for Duke Nukem Forever to release after its first reveal in 1997. It has been more than 5,240 days since Beyond Good and Evil 2 has been revealed, and I don't think it's been released yet.
2: <laughs> I don't think.
0: Isn't that crazy? I think That's it's it has one-upped Duke Nukem Forever. For the game yeah. that's not out.
2: And I mean, Duke Nukem Forever even has, you know, a bunch of qualifiers because it's like the game that was revealed I don't think was the one that ultimately came out. It seems like they just it got canceled and then got picked up again later. But who knows what's going on beyond good and evil too. I mean, has development been consistently progressing since that announcement or... I
0: think they said it's know, still in yeah. development, but yeah, what, rumors are pointing to Mich- even more recently. Michelle
2: Ancel was like working on some other game
0: for a while where you could like become different animals that was and that's kind of wild on PlayStation. Yeah, and now Michelle Ancel right. uh, left Ubisoft. But I think even when he was leaving, he's like, Beyond Good and evil's in good hands. Goodbye, everybody. So, who the hell knows? Um, Seth has an interesting question. They say, chicken sandwiches almost always come with mayonnaise on them. But, if you dunk chicken nuggets and mayonnaise, that seems gross. What's up with that?
2: Wow. Bread. You can have mayonnaise on bread.
0: That's fine. But you can have like a breaded chicken sandwich.
2: But I'm saying it's just, you, you can put the mayonnaise on the bread for the uh, sandwich so and you that's can't. Fine. So
0: it would be if gross. If you remove the, the sandwich
2: are... part of it, the bun part, then it's mayonnaise the on chicken. Key. That's The bun yeah, is key. That's terrible.
0: You dip fries in aioli. Yeah. Or I do. Yeah, you
2: do. Yeah, don't speak for all of us, Leo.
0: Sorry. Victor Garcia writes in and says, What's up up with the word for the food pickle? (laughs) (laughs) There are only so many questions in this universe. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) What's up with the word for the food pickle? Why are pickled cucumbers so special that they get their own name? I can't think of any other pickled food that gets its own name. If I'm ordering pickled jalapenos on my pizza or sandwich, I'm just adding jalapenos to it. No fancy name. Same with pickled onions. Can you think of any other pickled foods that get their own name?
1: Much less to completely just take over the term pickle and then that becomes pickle.
0: Oh, it became
1: the new default pickle. Fries. Yeah. What, Leo? Fries. Pickle fries. A
0: bunch of stuff. Fries. He said, well, "What is pickling?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's where you 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 sort of store it in vinegar for a while, right, right? Right. But so you're not doing that with fries. You're just done." No, he's saying. that no, no, fries
1: like are a air. fried
0: food, you're and he right. took oh, over the
1: term. Yeah, fries. pickles and right. fries. That's you're fries. A right.
0: Answer. They're sister you concept. Did. Well, it's not the answer. He's asking if anything oh, else oh, changes. Oh. Fox, fox
1: and hound in the comments. Sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. So that's got its own name. And kimchi's calling out too. Hang on. Hang all kinds of all kinds of fermented pickled. Food. So, what is sauerkraut when it's not pickled? Kraut. It's. For it's cabbage, time?
0: right? I have no idea. Isn't I have no idea. and what so is, is kimchi,
1: <laughs> which is, which is confusing.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Cabbage. People are saying it's cabbage. I'll be cabbage down. popping off in the chat right now. <laughs>
2: Finally, cut raw cabbage.
0: Okay. <gasps> uh,
1: <laughs> pickled milk is kefir.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Felix works ah, says that's
1: right. Everybody knows it. All right. Interesting. The is chew- pickling and fermenting the same though.
2: That's a good question.
1: I don't know. I, I think sauerkraut is fermented. Apparently, according to my cursory Google kim, search. And kim kimchi is too, which makes me think that's. I I think Kyle is right that pickling is specifically with vinegar.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you put it in vinegar.
2: I don't know. How to
1: make sauerkraut. Is this a good podcast anymore? Is, is, is sauerkraut pickled? Is, is sauerkraut pickled is the question. I don't think because you just I'm, put it with salt I'm, apparently. I'm, I'm typing it into Google right now.
0: Try going to website.org.
1: Kraut is essentially a lacto-fermented pickle.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, well, now this is just the most confusing Lacto-fermented?
0: Does that mean in milk? A lacto-fermented I, pickle? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what in that this means. <laughs> Alright, I don't t- know what that any of this cool. means. Help oh. us out. Uh, the chew writes in and says, Hey mini Maximilians, have you ever beaten a game that was so difficult it made you noticeably more skilled at other games in the genre? After conquering Doom Eternal, my KD ratio in a Halo matches went way up i mean i guess from uh, from games are like the easy one
2: to point to like the first from game that i got through after that i had a much better handle on you know other from games and games inspired by from games which has now become its own genre in a weird way right did not didn't we have a term for jacob knew a term for it recently right for what exactly for for like a from inspired game pickling.
0: Oh, yeah. I forget what it was. It was
2: like torture. It like was a play oh, the word oh, torture. Massa- oh, Massacor. Massacore.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Something like that. Anyway,
1: yeah. I, th- I think playing through Super Meat Boy and um, Spelunky have, have just generally raised my 2D platforming skills to a higher level than yeah. they were before that. That's
0: interesting. I think that's right. Um. Yeah, I feel like the entire world got much better first-person shooters when Call of Duty 4 came out. I feel like everyone just leveled up in a big way, and I miss that, and that's why I'm bad at all games now. Um, <laughs> that's uh, uh, exactly an answer to this question, but I... I from getting really into siege, that was what made me get good at shooters. Mm. Siege is like a really hard place to learn since dying is so permanent and stuff. And it makes you really like value each life. And then taking that mindset into a different shooter where each life matters less. Yeah. You just do way better. Taking the training weights off, you know. Do you think it made you appreciate like, your own life in real life more? Yeah, and I enlisted in the <laughs> army. <laughs> Great. True foe writes in Hanson, and says, Hanson, What do you, no, Hanson, want? Hold what do you on.
1: want? What do you want? Simply put, a pickle is food preserved in a brine salt water whereas fermented food is uh, preserved by the activation of good bacteria found on vegetables or fruit using sugar or salt
0: so is yeast a just bacteria because fermenting is part of beer processing right yeah and yeast isn't a vegetable because it's alive and if you put your ear to it you can hear them help me oh my god <laughs> they're on the podcast everybody please welcome yeast <laughs> Clap in yeast, <laughs> woo! Uh, Trufo writes in, "Hey Min Max, with Halloween around the corner, I've tasked myself with making up the best Halloween joke of all time. Leo Vader, can you please review this Halloween joke? Is it the best That's of all time?" time. <clears throat> Why did the skeleton Robin Hood leave the costume party? Okay, a little birdie, he forgot his bow and marrow Oh, <laughs> delightful! Okay. and Scale of 1 to 10, Leo? Where are you you going with that? Yeah. I like it. The the complication of of the, you know, the word it being a little wordy almost draws you in more. Right. And then it it pays off because the answer is also as wordy as... Jeff, will you stop? We're trying to talk about this (laughs) joke. Because the answer is also so wordy, you know, so it kind of evens out on the equation for Bowen marrow.
1: I I feel like you could have just, just made what we're it an thinking Archer about the skeleton, joke. a skeleton archer as opposed to Robin oh, Hood. Oh yeah yeah yeah, skeleton archer. Gets straight, gets straight to the point. Well, and, the, and it has. But like Robin a Hood track.
2: also kind of makes you f- start thinking about like the fiction of Robin Hood and like where's the pun? You know, is it happening? But to do does with that help? John? Yeah, because then it's uh, about uh, averting expectations about what yeah, the, the joke is. Yeah, it opens it up is. versus yeah. you
0: knowing it's going to be a bow joke. Right, right. It's the one thing you know about him is he's an archer. Yeah. Chats lighten up. They're giving it 7.5s, 8.5s. Yeah, we'll review your jokes on the podcast as well. Just write in, please. Yeah, easy um, eight, 8 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. And Attack Corgi writes in and says, Eat it or defeat it, Pumpkin Spice Edition. I'll list 10 existing existing pumpkin spice products. If you want to try it, you'd eat it. And if not, you'd defeat it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going
2: to be eat it on all these. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> uh,
0: all, right, all right, hot shot. Spam, Pumpkin Spice Edition. Yeah, hell yeah. You're Try nasty. that. You're a
1: nasty freak, and you should be <laughs> You gotta honest. say eat it, Kyle. Eat it. Otherwise, it doesn't count.
0: He said there it. You Feed him the spam. Oh, Leo Vader. Oreos. <laughs> Treat it. <laughs> Have eaten it, I think. Uh, Jeff Lantana hummus.
1: Defeat it.
0: Yep, I think you're right. How would you defeat it?
1: I'd probably just... Throw it on the ground. Yeah, smart. Outside, next to the trash can. Okay. Um, Yeah.
0: Bud Light Seltzer. I have eaten that. I just ate the can. Um, (laughs) It it was not great. I don't recommend it. And I like pumpkin a whole lot. Number one. Number one pie. Uh, Kyle, pumpkin cup of noodles. Yeah, eat it. I just want to try it. You are yeah, just try it. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm
2: the bad, uh, the wrong audience for this because it's like, I'll just try it. I don't know if I'm going to like it or eat the whole thing,
0: but I'll take a bite for sure. Kyle Pumpkin sidewalk with a dog's poop smeared on it. But it's pumpkin poop. Is it for charity? (laughs) Do you want it to be? Nah, I'll just try it. All (laughs) right. Uh, Leo, special case cereal. Yeah. Jeffem, Philadelphia cream cheese. Yes, sir. Kyle, (laughs) Cucina Antica pasta sauce, as Mario would say. I,
2: I don't, I'm not sure what that is. So it's like a pumpkin pumpkin spice pasta sauce yeah yeah That does, i mean i'll try it but it doesn't that that's actually probably been the weakest thing so are you far. a crazy that,
0: that, food guy i mean did you worse eat... than the dog poop <laughs> oh
2: right i forgot about the dog
0: poop <laughs> yeah gotcha. did you like eat a lot of bugs for extra life and stuff i'm trying to remember if you're like an adventurous weirdo i
2: it was funny i did yeah but like the one that i don't i'm not a spicy food guy so i never mm, did any of the peppers gotcha like that i don't like i don't enjoy that that scares me and it's painful but in I, I, like i'll I, I'm always up for trying stuff. Like right, I want to try
0: it. Right. Remember when we world. ate a bug, Lady in the Tramp style? Oh, Actually. that's right. How could I forget? Oh, that's right. But didn't moment. you feed him the bug when you were in the Sonic Mask? Isn't that that indelible image? I think that's yeah. what that worked as well. I think that was Kyle. Um, all right. What do y'all like for a question of the week? Pickles. 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 Yeah, I wrote it down. So let me hear the wording the word of it pickle. one more time. Yeah. What's, up, what's up with the word for the food pickle?
2: <laughs> <laughs> if we hadn't answered it, that would be question of the week.
0: All right, congratulations, Victor Garcia. You just won a new Switch game from Am 8 bit, a Monsters Expedition. They'll ship it out to you. Uh, now it's time for something that we personally like to call Get a Little This. All right, Jeffem's done. That means he's raring to go. Wow, us dude!
1: Uh, get a load of this. This is a video from the YouTube's. Love it. Uh, it's a it's a site called or a channel called Veritasium. They put out a video. I fall for these every time. Can't can't walk away from them. This one is the simplest math problem no one can solve. Great, aka the Collatz conjecture. And basically, what it's the idea is you take any number. And if it's, uh, if it's odd, you multiply it by three and then add one. And if it's even, you divide it by two. And then you do the same thing to that number. And eventually the, the theory is all numbers end up at one. Like they all reduce, if you keep on going, they'll all end up at one, but they go into detail how for like decades they haven't been able to prove that mathematically he talks all about the different types of ways that they've tried to prove it. He talks about like mathematics, you know, professors and professionals will tell you don't even try to study the problem because you'll drive yourself crazy. And like people in the math community won't take you seriously. It's, it's like a Don Quixote-esque kind of fool's errand. I like the idea that, like um, shatters
0: mathemati- math, mathematicians' minds. It's just like, yeah. you know, a new color. And,
1: yeah and and they he talked about like they've t- they've tested every number like brute force manually up to like 10 to the 68th power or something ridiculous and and all of them have worked like it's all worked but they said you, you can't go by that because you know numbers go on infinitely and so they've they've just been trying for a very long time to figure out uh Um, a way to prove it, but they can't. That's interesting. And they don't know if if they'll ever prove it. They don't know if it's true or not. That's interesting.
0: Link in description for everybody. Uh, Mine's a little bit lighter. Um, There's an article from Variety where the uh, directors, Kyle, of the upcoming film Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, which we're all on the edge of our seats about, um, those directors apparently are working with Hofton Mifflin or whatever the hell the name of the publisher is uh, to create a movie based on the Oregon Trail that's a musical so it hasn't been greenlit yet but uh, they are trying to make the Oregon Trail musical and the way they're talking about it in this article makes it seem like we want it to be a dark comedy maybe even rated R which seems like a colossal mistake uh, well
2: I was I, having learned this just now I was just about to ask if they would explore the darkness of, that, of Oregon to. Trail I think you have I think you can
0: do it in like a silly way of like still making it PG but then just like showing guys walking off cliffs and then cut to tombstones tombstones are PG right cartoony looking tombstone so i'm very curious yeah, to see it i think drowning
2: yeah. dying from illness
0: Hilarious. yeah if you make it funny yeah donner party if it's like animated you could do it tastefully this animal the got musical got is very funny oh i'm sorry leo dysentery got farts i was saying that's true that's true oh they're gonna lean into that so hard i was like everyone's safe on this wagon right everyone's healthy yep and then cuts to like a little johnny in the back like, and then it's like oh, and then that's the big punchline for the first reveal trailer so yeah. it seems like the the great final phase of the oregon trail journey starting in 1971 and ending with the follow-up film from the creators of lyle, lyle crocodile
2: uh kyle what do you got hey get a load of this i, I put in the the, the discord chat hansen and I, I saw this getting shared around a lot so maybe it's not very surprising like it's a couple weeks old at this point but uh nasa shared this like video clip oh of yeah the sound of a black hole oh and hey, which what? i'm just I'm just like fascinated by the idea of like hearing like like when they show like Mars footage and they have like audio. Yeah. Which is just like the idea of like that sound is happening some impossible, you know, billions of miles away, millions of miles away is just so fascinating. So I don't know if you can play the I sound. I can, yeah. So
0: it's amplified and mixed with other data.
2: But here's this
0: with I don't know something from Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. Uh but here's the sound of a black hole, everybody. Wait for it. Kyle, this isn't working. Hang on. Do
2: the right thing, Hanson. Kyle, I
0: can't open Is this. It's the embed Discord? It's not working? Oh, hang on. Well, hang on. I have to open up another browser because I have a timer lock on my Twitter because I have problems. <laughs> okay, here we go, everybody. Without further ado, The Sound of a Black Hole. Come into me. I could use some drums, I gotta say. I don't know the first thing about how that works,
2: but I like hearing it. Imagine just floating out in the middle of space, <laughs> asphyxiating just hearing that. I do, uh, I do, by I, the way, yeah. Hans and I, when I said do the right thing as missed joke opportunity, you should have just started playing Leo and I's song. Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: like, yeah, sorry, I blew it, man. <laughs> Leo's song that I guessed it on. I shouldn't I can't acclaim yeah. any. It's a collaboration now, Kyle. <laughs> I, I do there's something beautiful about that being in a podcast, not the song, that was beautiful too, but just like, hey everybody, we can hear a black hole. And then thousands of people listening to that in a podcast are like, okay, cool. And then just like go about with their day. is <laughs> it that, that weird?
2: Honestly, the first time I sat, like just like had AirPods on and listened to it, it like, it freaks me out in mm. like an interesting
0: way that I kind of kind of like. Yeah. Ray Luaza on the live chat says that sounds so accurate to what a black hole should sound like. <laughs> 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 That's why I'm suspicious of it, honestly. You know, it's yeah. like, right. I still think of that episode of the podcast it was like a long time ago maybe it was last year but uh we were talking about like you know jumping into a black hole to die and sarah was talking about how much she wanted to do it and but how like time slows down and she wanted to look good when she was falling into the black hole because everyone could see her frozen in time forever so she tried to be like smiling and slowly backing into it which is still the funniest (laughs) image to me uh let's see leo you got something Get a load of this! I was featured in a top Rumbleverse plays montage. Shut up!
1: What? Oh my Congratulations.
0: god, it's just a silly little clip, but I posted it on the subreddit and then they reached out. Now it's in this compilation, and, and it's a—if you're curious what that game looks like yeah. and what cool things in that game look like, check it out. That's awesome. Uh, link below, everybody. Uh, Jeff, did you pull one from the community? No, I you forgot. what? All right, dig through it right now, buddy. Find the first one in there in the Discord channel. You're, okay, a, or okay. you're a jerk. You're uh, turn your uh, back I'm, on. I'm fully. going to. I'm going to
1: discord.com. Oh boy. In the um. meantime,
0: hey, we got some plugs of things coming up here or existing here at MinMax uh, Party Chat, which is our bonus podcast. We record each and every Monday, and uh, maybe we don't hit this enough. But um, if you want a podcast with us, you have an opportunity to do that. Each and every week. If you join that Min-Max Council tier, you can literally jump in Discord and podcast with us directly. Um, otherwise, you can just unlock that podcast at the $5 tier. This week's episode, we talk about... Jeff Mazan and him and I talk about uh, Giant Bomb, uh, the sale of Giant Bomb, and GameSpot. We talk about kind of funny reworking their tiers. It's some good insidery discussion about the Patreon life. We talk about uh, the Fall of Stadia, a bunch of other stuff from the community. Um, also, we have a new episode of Collector Corner, Um, Our hit new show with Kelsey Lewin. Um, That is going to be streaming live on Twitch on Thursday at 6 p.m. Central, but then the YouTube archive will be up on Friday. And she's going to be joined by Andrew Borman, um, who works uh, for the Strong Museum of Play, but is a big Xbox collector. And she pointed out that it's interesting because there's not really too many people who are focusing on Xbox. People focus on like Nintendo, obviously, but for the newer stuff, like he specifically is into like Xbox prototypes of like unreleased games. So some cool insider stuff. You can check that out. The first episode of Collector Corner is awesome. You should check it out. It's one of our most successful videos of all time on our YouTube channel. So uh, help thank Kelsey Lewin for for us, please. Um, Yes, Jeff, do you have one now?
1: Get a load of this. Uh, This is from Nick from at everyone. Um, which the comment in the channel says, hi, Jeff, you're legally obligated to pick (laughs) this one because it's first right now. Right. Uh, but it's absolutely worth it. Uh Um, someone on Twitter posted a message of, of the Mario movie, uh, but from the French version of the trailer. Oh. and it, they posted specifically of mario talking and the guy freaking nails it really sounds so much, he, it's like the perfect mix oh should i send it to you right now no Hanson? i
0: got it i'll, I'll dig well, through era. we gotta pull it up this is a big audio clip episode this is fun you guys this is a fun episode uh yeah. all right where are we at hang on i'm scrolling through a thousand of great submissions from the community let's get to this here we go and play leo's song um oh hang on. Yeah, I it's I'm locked out of um Twitter because I check it too often, so let me open up in another browser here. Uh, what is your time? Uh, eight, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah. I
2: don't know you could do I thought you had to do like intervals of ten or five or something. No, I don't think so. Here
0: we go! Nous <laughs>
1: voilà. come on man tell me that's not better Pratt are you even I don't speak French
0: so like (laughs) I don't know you you can't tell if if that's better come on bro (laughs) that might be how they speak normally hang on I guess we didn't play it should we play the Pratt thing for a comparison we're right here you got yeah. them side by side. Um, We've only
2: got eight minutes, or else you're gonna get locked out again. Shoot, 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 shoot.
0: Non-Billy
1: okay. Barty asks, is there an Italian version? Which is Oh, awesome. there's a great question. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. <laughs> oh my what name is, is That's what we get.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Hang on, now he's getting rattled up. Um, hey, we got more <laughs> stuff going on here at Min Max or stuff all the time. Check out our YouTube channel, we'd appreciate it. Um, this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 3 p.m. Central. Uh, my old best friend Ronnie, the old, the old fellow, we streamed through a couple games together, uh, but he's going to come over and we're going to play through all of... Wow, oh, this is a coincidence. I didn't even think of this. Um, Telltale's Jurassic Park game. A game that I have <laughs> never finished and it seems impossible because I love Telltale and I love Jurassic Park, but I've been saving it. And I've been saving it for this Sunday at 3 p.m. Central, so give us a follow on Twitch. We'd appreciate that. It'll be a Good, silly time. Um, also, just a reminder, we have the MinMax Community Meetup for a third anniversary. Thanks to your support. We've been going strong for three years now. Um, and that anniversary meetup is going to be happening at Utapils Brewing. Utapils in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And that's Friday, October 21st at 7 p.m. Central. So coming out, we'll, uh, we'll say hello. It's all an outdoor space. So hopefully it won't be too cold, but they have some roaring fires there as well. So if you wanna come out and say hi and have us thank you in person for supporting this entire independent games media operation, uh, we'd love to see you there. So please come out if you're in the Minnesota area. Also, we got more going on because, oh, when is this? This is Monday, October 17th. We have a big event happening and it's not our anniversary. This is the second edition of Trivia Tower All-Stars. I'm sorry. Trivia Tower All-Stars! This is the huge industry-wide... That's a different thing. But this is the industry-wide competition. We have 24 great folks, great minds from across the video game industry competing in game trivia that's going to be happening on Monday, October 17th at 8 p.m. Central. So let's see, Leo, who do we got? We have Kat Bailey from IGN. We have her going up against Vinny Caravella from Nextlander. Going up against Kyle Bossman from Delayed Input, uh, we have a ton of folks jumping in and competing. It's going to be a fun meeting of the minds. And last year, we put up a thousand bucks, and it went to the charity of the winner's choice. Here's the thing: uh, for this year, we are hopefully adding to that pot because we have launched a gofundme you can find it right now at gofundme.com trivia tower there's a link in the description as well so you can add to the pot the charity pot and then whoever wins trivia tower wins that game trivia uh, all of that money 100 obviously but I feel like I should probably emphasize it even stronger. 100% of that money will go to the charity of the winner's choice. So the more you add to that pot, the more these folks will sweat and it'll be more and more intense. Uh, So please help us out. Add to that. There's a link in the description. Gofundme.com slash trivia tower. Leo, what do you think about that strategy? Fun idea. I, you know, of course let's not have any uh, vile charities people um, are playing for uh good news is everybody already submitted their charities and zero vile ones um nice. oh good. <laughs> i oh there's oh sorry i to cry just talking about it. but uh one person lobbed a charity and i was like oh my god i hope this person wins so uh we'll have a, a video <laughs> coming up soon leo honestly i said i hope this person wins um it really it really got me um so we'll detail all that soon in a video and a patreon post and all that so get ready everybody All right. I think that's it for this episode of the MinMax Show. Kyle, did we forget anything? No, we got all of it. Good for us. I think we got all of it. Uh, Jeff, did we forget anything? Nope. That's 100% all of it. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. If you watch this on YouTube, you're a saint. You can always subscribe to the Minmex Show podcast in your favorite podcast app. If you're listening to this in your favorite podcast app, we'd always appreciate it if you subscribed to our YouTube channel and checked out all the other stuff we do for the rest of the week. And thank you to some of our biggest supporters. I'm talking about the game champion folks, people at that $50 tier on Patreon. They can choose any game under the sun, and we can declare them the champions. So you should know that Legion Podcast, old Legion Podcast is the champion of the quarry which is a challenging thing to do, but they are officially the champion. Dominic Sachoki is the champion of Persona Q2. Miguel Majai is the champion of Fear in honor of Halloween. Spider-Dan is the champion of Bastion. Don't you forget it. Drew Guaranis, the champion. They're not letting it go. They're like a dog with a bone. The champion of Illusion of Gaia. Thank you, everybody, for choosing a game. You're officially the champion, and you're in the running for us to create bonus content based on that as well. Jeff,um, is the corner of your neck on fire or what's happening? (laughs) No! (laughs) (laughs) Lighting's weird. All right, thanks so much for watching everybody. Be good, have fun. Let's go. No, let's go.